This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. RJ. Um, Baylock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week we're <sighs> macking on some ladies Ugh. in bikinis. Ugh. Until we want to murder them. As we watch Spine 295 Ooh. in the Criterion Collection, Cole Nakahira's Crazed Fruit from 1956. But first, RJ, we're recording on Tuesday. We are, and I know what people are going to say. Shocking. Shocking, Jarrett. Uh, especially since uh, it is well known that we have uh, ironclad schedules that cannot be shifted. To go along with our ironclad contracts. With our ironclad contracts, which we are obliged to fulfill weekly until we die. Um, yes, we had to record a little bit early. I have a uh, work-related uh, obligation that I must uh, attend um, on Wednesday during our, our regular recording time. And uh, it, it, I couldn't be helped. Couldn't be helped. So, uh, you know, that's that's the way she goes. And, you know, next year, there might be a couple days that this ha- happens. I don't know yet. No, no, no. I don't no, want to no. speak too soon. No, no, no. I don't want to speak too no, soon. No, no, My schedule might that. get busier, though, Jared. <sighs> you're break, you're breaking I'll, everyone's heart right now. I know. I know. Hey, I'll still show up uh, weekly. It's just uh, some sometimes it might not be that uh, exactly as they they expected. I know a lot of people are waiting up on Wednesday nights, waiting for the podcast. And hey, at least this week it's a day early, not mm-hmm. a day late. Yeah. But yeah, we had to do a little early. But uh, thankfully, Mr. Duncan here uh, was not a bad dude for once and said, "You know what? No problem. No, no problem." That's what I said. We'll move some stuff around. But is that how I feel? (laughs) Doubtful. Doubtful. But uh, I only take superficial things. I don't look deeper into into things. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you feel uh, working on a Tuesday? Doing this shit? Yeah. Oh, boy. You know, it just means I have to, like, I don't have that extra time to digest the film, to really let it percolate, you know, to get to to taking, to drinking all the aroma. Um,. I, I just have to, you know, I feel like it's going to be a little too undercooked. What exactly are you going to be drinking in? Um, Seawater. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I think if there was ever a week that we didn't need an extra day to sink <laughs> it in. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want to say any, I don't want to play any cards <laughs> too, too soon, friend. But I think it might be today. Yeah, that's... Perhaps, just perhaps, just, just saying. Like you know, it uh, it mm. could be today. I again, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything uh, too telling. But uh, okay. I think it's, I think it benefits us from uh, cutting this one a little bit, a uh, little bit short. Okay, all right. Um, my arm's sore, RJ. How sore is it? Really sore. Did you, uh, did you, did you do something? I got, I got my second dose of that. Ooh. Of that sweet, sweet vaccine, baby. So, uh, since uh, the new the new world is going to be based on factions of what your vaccination <laughs> is, uh, what I, is I, your vax type? I am <clears throat> Moderna. Whoa! So you and me got to end the podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm Mod Squad, baby. 
Well, I mean, I, I guess uh, if you're Moderna, I'm Pfizer. Those are both the mRNA ones, so we're okay. We just we can't let any AZs in, just like the Bruce Springsteen what concert. If, what if you're a mix? Uh, a guy I work with is a mix, actually. He got the... There's a lot of mixes out there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of... I don't know where you qualify. I'm, you're, you're like a mutant? Yeah. <laughs> it's all part of the grand experiment. You you ever read uh, God Loves, Man Kills, uh, the X-Men comic? Uh, you know, I don't think I've actually read that comic. I haven't. No? But I have seen X2. Well, same same idea. X2 is actually about post-vaccination world. I don't know if you know that. Like mutants? Yeah. Well, that's what Brian Cox, you know, the Canadian icon, that's what he was really trying to build up with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so uh, wait, when did you get your um? Yesterday your morning. Yesterday morning. No. And how do you feel? Uh, you know, my arm's sore. Yeah. And I woke up this morning feeling pretty stiff. Like, mm-hmm. I was a little moving, like, oh, moving around a little gingerly. And uh, there was a couple times at the old comic shop where I was like, oh, God, I feel like crap. But then it passed. And I was like, okay. But, you know, even right now, it's like these headphones squishing down on my head. I'm not sure if that's a a headache or not, but that's what Tylenol's for. It could just be the crushing weight of existence. Mm, Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Well, that's that's good to hear. I, um, I got mine a week ago. I think, uh, and uh, my arm wasn't as sore the second one. My, like the first shot, my arm was pretty sore. My arm wasn't as sore, but uh, the next day I did feel like I was kind of hung over a little bit. That that was about it, though. Think, for, yeah. for like a day, I was a little bit like nauseous for a day, and then it passed. So yeah, pretty pretty mild stuff. But I've heard from yeah. other some other people uh, at the store that have kind of said that it's like they felt really sick. Some people. Sounds like they get really sick, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just waiting to hear back more from some uh, some people who uh, got their shot today and seeing how they're going to feel. They're they're part of the the mutant brigade. So oh, the mute the mutant clan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see the guy I work with. Uh, I like to poke him a lot because he's kind of a he's kind of a short guy. So uh, maybe I'll poke him tomorrow and see if he's still moving. But he got his like yesterday or a day a day ago or something and he's the the mutant strain so uh I'll well I, I think ultimately uh for the the mixed batch mm-hmm. they, they're gonna wind up getting a third shot third yeah yeah a, they a, will. A, a, a booster they'll call it is a, a corrective measure so you can Could go you... see uh bruce Springsteen concerts yeah exactly you can't see the boss with no az mm-hmm. get out of well, here well they changed their mind on that one when they realized the, the entirety of England pretty well got it, apparently. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, 100 million people got AZ there. And it's like, uh, yeah, it seems to be working fine. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I I think it's, like, I, I've kind of always been like, I think if you get something, you're going to be fine. Anything? It, yeah. What yeah, if, I mean, what if, if you I pick po- up a Mountain Dew off of the street and drink okay. it, you'll be fine. Well, what if I posted on Reddit and said... Yeah. I'm really afraid of getting COVID, um, but I can't wait for my vaccine. Can someone who has COVID come over and like cough in my face? Mm, what I meant was any uh, certified vaccination, you're probably going to be okay. Tell me how that isn't certified. Uh, it's it's it Reddit. Well, it depends. Is he what, coughing in your face or somewhere else? Right in your face. 
Mm. Oh, it, it got upvotes, so I mean, that's good enough for me. How many upvotes? Uh, at least one. Well, I mean, that's a challenge in itself. Sometimes it, even just being able to post without it getting taken down within two seconds is tough on Reddit. That's true. Reddit's a, a fickle place, Jared. It's so what what do you think is going to happen to these mutant people who get uh, AZ and then they get, say, Moderna for their second? And then in another four weeks when they say, OK, you're ready for uh, your little booster, but there's no Moderna. We're going to have to give you a Pfizer this time, bud. <laughs> and then and then it's a triple mutant. Well, I mean, uh, that person always has a choice. What What is the choice? Not to get that, I guess. Oh. Tell, oh. tell them to fuck themselves like mm. the go- the government the government did you uh did you get your shot at the uh like the big facility or yes. did you go to a pharmacy no i went to you a, went to the big house yeah the big house they're pretty fucking efficient there man like on my second shot i think i was in and out in 20 minutes and 15 minutes of that was sitting after i got my shot yeah no i was uh Took me a total of twenty five minutes, I think. Yeah, and I was like, you know, it was a lot busier the second time. So scooter chairs, man, they get around real fast when they're scooting in their mm-hmm. little carts. Well, I got to lay down because uh, I excuse I, me, I, I might pass out. So, is that is that a is that a true thing? That's a true thing. Do they have like a bed set up in the back or something? They have a lawn chair. They have, two, they have so, in fact, two lawn chairs. Okay, so wait, how do you, how did you broach this? When you went up, you're like, hey, listen. I told them. I literally I told them. I will pass out. Because well, I might. I said I might pass out. So it's probably okay. best that I'm, like, horizontal-ish. So if I, if I, if I, because I'm like, you know, I'm a tall man. And it's, that's a lot of concrete down on the ground. Hmm. What, what do you think would happen if you took a full spill? Um, I haven't, it hasn't happened yet. Um, but when I got flu shots, two out of three times, I did pass out. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I, I, I remember now that that is something that happened to you a bunch. You know, it's too bad. Too bad for you. It's fine for me. I don't pass out. You don't pass out? Never. I've never passed out. I'm always the last man standing, Jared. Mm-hmm. See, you see this? I, I see it. I see, see it. This? Wow. Wow. Look at See that. These? I don't even know what you're doing, but yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. I've been doing that to Andrew about uh, every like five, five, ten minutes. You know, in Joe Dirt, when uh, David Spade is packing his biceps and he's like, does this look queer? Is this queer to you? I've been doing that to her a lot lately. Just, you know, to to get get the point across that I'm very strong. Okay. You think I'm very strong, right? The strongest. Okay. Good, 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 good. Beautiful. Good. I think I just sprained my ankle. <laughs> I was sitting on it and I took it out and now it hurts. You took it out. You took out your ankle. Well, I was sitting on my ankle, like you know how you cross a leg under your, your under you. I was no. sitting like that, like kind of like half campfire style. Yeah. I took it out too fast. Now I think I sprained it. <laughs> so anyways what, what do you got for preamble rj who me yeah uh i heard that uh the new transformers movie is going to be beast uh beast wars that's pretty cool oh hell yeah very cool jared very cool. waspinator 
Uh, Waspinator. I used to, I feel, it sucks. I used to have a bunch of them, like of the toys, and I I wish I still did because they were awesome. I had the Rhino. I had uh, I had the Scorpion, or actually maybe Ryan had the Scorpion. We all we all kind of had a few. He had the T Rex. I had the Raptor. Uh, fuck, they were cool. Beast Wars was wicked. Were you a Beast Wars guy? I did watch the Beast Wars. Beast Wars is super cool. I think. Uh, or Beasties. Beasties. Dun, dun. Yeah, they rebranded at some point. In, in in Canada. Oh, Beasties in Canada, but then Beast because Wars. Because Beast Wars is too violent. <laughs> I, yeah because beasties I, I, sounds a lot better yeah that's what it's like that's my favorite website now oh is it <laughs> yeah i'm sure a few other mm. listeners of this podcast probably frequent a, a site beasties. something like that <laughs> yeah beasties <sighs> strange. Um, like what what names are these the predacons <laughs> i love it i love it i uh who are, who are the coolest ones? The Raptor's cool. The Rat was really cool. Was it Rat Trap or something like that? Uh, Cheetor, I think, was the <laughs> Cheetah. Yeah. Yeah. Was the Rat Rat Trap? Yep. You're right. Okay. What was the Rhino? Um, Rhinox. Shit, I, Rhinox. And, Rhinox. I, and the reason that comes to mind is because uh, there's a Games Workshop paint called Rhinox Hide. Ooh. Do you think it's based off of the Beasties? No. But maybe. No. Okay, so, and then is Optimus just Optimus, or does he have a Beastie's name? Opt- you mean Optimus Primal? Primal. There it is. Okay, so, okay, we can get Seasons 1 to 3 of Beast Wars on Amazon DVD for $113. Oh, what a steal. Okay, so now we got to go to the Predacons. Uh, Megatron was just Megatron, right? Or was it Megatron Primal or something weird like that? It was just Megatron. Megatron? Yeah. yeah. Okay, there was uh, the pterodactyl. Pterosaur? Pterosaur. Oh, the the raptor was um, a good guy, but he played it tough. What was his name? Oh, man. Uh, okay, was what it, was it? Was it Dinobot? Or was that Maybe. Like, I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe. Okay, okay. We were on a good streak here. Okay. Uh, there was a spider. Um, it had a really cool name. Arachnia? Arachnid? Yeah. Arachn- uh, Arachnia? Okay, I've, got, I've got the names. I think it was okay. I think Dinobot was the Raptor. Oh, that's less creative than all the other ones, but okay. Come on, Dinobot. See, I can't remember. I either I think Ryan had Megatron and I had the Scorpion. Which could have been Scorptron. Scorptron. Something like that. Yeah, people like them Beast Wars still. Oh yeah. And uh, remember when they introduced the Serbian white tiger beasties? That was pretty cool, man. That was like real cool. See, some see, I just pulled this up, and some of these on Amazon are going for like a hundred bucks. I had a ton of these, like the toys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, eBay's garbage. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't sell them anyways, but uh, it's too bad because I'd I'd like to. I would get one for the desk. <laughs> you know. You know, get 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 yourself a Ferengi with a fur vest and lightning oh, rod. Yeah, that would that, be really cool. A nice little beast war. Yeah, I would love that. You know, That'd be awesome. Re- relive your childhood. Well, I never never ended, Jarrett. You want to hear about some emails, RJ? 
Well, did we get any, or are they all confused at the? Uh, well, you put yeah. up, you put up the call and managed to shore up three emails, which is pretty, uh, pretty typical at this point. Yeah, I gave uh, I gave twenty four hours notice, right? I think a little less than. Yeah, yeah, I posted it last night sometime, but yeah. Well, okay. Well, tell me about the females. Jared Berger writes with an email entitled "Fried Chicken." Ooh. Hey, creeps. Fuck movies. It's food talk time. Ooh, baby. What local establishment makes the best fried chicken? How often do you crave the bird? <sighs> what cut is your favorite? Or do you go boneless with tenders? What do you like on your chicken sandwiches? Very, very important, Jared. I, how often do I crave the bird? Pretty frequently. I'm a big fried chicken guy. Yeah. Big fried chicken. When, uh, yeah, I like, uh, I don't mind, um, like, um, what does he mean by piece? Does he mean like a drum or like a, a yeah. breast or? Exactly. Wing. Leg. Uh, you know, I, I used to be like a drumstick guy my whole life. Of course because you were. You're, Cause I was a little kid, but in the last you, like you five, you, I am a little kid, yeah. but in the last five, six years, Jared, I've really gravitated to one of the, like the big kind of breast pieces or the or the thighs because they have more skin and i i'll, I'll tell you jared i'll tell you something that you might want not you might not want to know about me mm -hmm. i'll eat all that skin the what whole you, bucket what are you without even eating a single piece of chicken meat yet i'll eat all the skin sounds Just, like what, what are you big show yeah oh yeah we have talked about this before yeah yeah i i do what big show does i would i, I love chicken skin big time chicken skin guy big time oh, when we get if we get a rotisserie chicken andrea just knows that the skin will be gone as soon yeah. as it's in the door well, I just... that, that is that is childlike yeah 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 i'm okay with that i like i like that dark meat i i like the dark meat too maybe that's why we ended up together because we're both fans of dark meat perhaps it sounds perhaps. like you're all about the you like that chicken breast though i do well in uh is that what it is? The like the piece that I'm thinking of, like, because you can have a thigh, but am I thinking of a breast piece? No, I'm thinking of thighs. I like chicken thighs. Okay, chicken thighs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of thighs. Yeah. So we're bang for your buck. Where's uh, where you where are you getting fried chicken? We don't have as many places as the states do, so we have to uh, preface with that. We only have like three different ones here. Yeah, I um, I really don't do fried chicken that often, like at all. Too greasy. I just don't. It's it's on the top of my list. And the places that we do have, I uh, remember when we went and had some chicken and waffles. <laughs> oh, that that yeah, that place wasn't good though. No. I mean, it was fine. It was just, it was, Choc it you, was like chocolate cocoa <laughs> fried. I don't know. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm gonna. Yeah. While we're on it, I think chicken and waffles are a little overrated. For what we can get, at least, maybe we yep. just don't have good ones here. Is it is it because you used to work at KFC? Is that why you're not a big chicken guy? Uh, might be. I mean, I I really love the gravy back when, but um, not the same. Yeah. Yeah, we got some uh, gravy recently, and it was uh, right out of a package. Didn't oh. didn't, didn't have wait the crackle. Yeah, I was a bit disappointed. <laughs> well, you you need that that rendered fat for flavor. Oh yeah, exactly. You need the the stuff that floats down to the bottom of the, mm -hmm. the trap, and you save that. You, that's what you need to go into that gravy, and that's what makes it good. That was what made it good. Yeah, hundred percent. 
Hmm. So, not the you're not a big chicken boy, hey? Oh yeah, I love chicken, but oh, uh, fried chicken, uh, fried chicken. Yeah, I, it's not on the top of my list ever. Yeah. But I mean, I I'm I'm down with chicken sandwiches. Ooh, see, that's something we can talk about. So I, I, for the people out there, we don't have a ton. We have KFC, we have Mary Brown's, which I think is a Canadian chicken place, and then uh, we just got Creepsville just got Popeyes a year ago. So uh, yeah, we we, we got it us. we got it just in time for COVID. Yes. Uh, well, they're doing great though. So yeah, of course they are. Or it, it seems like they are. It's a meme because it's a meme, RJ. Because their chicken yeah. sandwiches are average at best average at best I can't, well, tell, I, mean, I can't tell the difference between them or like a chicken breast from wendy's tastes tastes the same to me uh, see i i i've been i've been dabbling with popeyes a little bit uh because it's close to my work and uh i got i i i'm happy to report back that i am actually a, a pretty big fan of the chick the spicy chicken sandwich there it's pretty good it's a two out of ten for spice that's what i'm gonna it, say yeah that. it's not super spicy but uh mary, um, mary brown's is much spicier yeah, Mary Brown's got some heat, but I, I like the uh, I like the crunch on the Popeyes one more. Like I don't know what they coat their chicken in. It's almost like cornflakes or something. It's good. Mm. I like it. So where where do you get your chicken sandwich if you if you have a choice? Damn, I'm not sure. Um, I guess I'd have like the a chicken sandwich at KFC probably rather than a big fried crunch? chicken. Yeah, but I want it, I want it hot. I want it spicy. Yeah. I, want, I think they have a spicy. I want, big I want crunch. it doused in like I don't know, like anything, like tons of Frank's Red Hot or something like that. I don't know. Well, I, I so I was at Popeyes a couple of days ago, Jared, and uh, I did notice that on their menu now they have some ghost pepper chicken wings. Would you be interested to try those out? No, yeah, ghost, pep, ghost pepper. Ghost pepper. Ghost pepper is silly. Yeah, that's well. Uh, like, well, there's like the fake ghost pepper stuff, and then there's like the where they actually do use it, and it's just like this is not um, this is unpleasant now. Yeah, it's probably a synthetic oil that they use here. But yeah, the uh, competition heat. Uh, I like heat, I, but when it's too too hot, it's like I don't I don't know if I get anything out of that. But I do like the Popeyes chicken sandwich. The one I've been eating lately has been pretty good. It's the the pickles on there, Jared. I, w- I would never put pickle on chicken, and it's actually pretty good. Okay, it's actually pretty good. So that one's good. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we don't actually have a ton of chicken places. I used to always get uh, the crispy chicken at Burger King or the original chicken sandwich. You know the one that's got a a gallon of mayonnaise on it? Just the original chicken sandwich from Burger King. It's always got, like, 15 liters of mayo. Oh, that sounds awesome. I mean, it is awesome. No. (laughs) Just depends what your mileage with mayonnaise is. I guess. Yeah. A da- my mileage a, is pretty a, high. A, a dab goes a long way. For the mayo? Yeah. You might not be a fan of the uh, Burger King chicken, original chicken, then. Clearly not. Much like much anything on their menu. Well, I mean, there's a time and place for Burger King, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I am a sympathizer for Burger King, and I feel like there's fewer and fewer of us every day. Fewer people are uh, actually standing up for Burger King, and it's too bad. Ooh, uh, Jared had his answers. Ooh, what's he? What's My he favorites are Popeyes for the sandwiches, Canes for the tenders and sauce. I believe this is a Texan establishment, and Chicken Express oh. for that crispy skin and sides. I'll do a bucket meal at KFC if I'm looking for a pick me up and breakfast. <laughs> Ooh, with pleasure, Jared Berger, real guy. Okay, so I, I gotta interject for a second. I totally forgot Canes, which is a huge 
misstep of mine because we don't have it here. But nope. Canes is Canes is a hundred percent the best chicken. Hundred percent. You all both those tendies. Yeah. Oh, 100%. You get uh, three three or a five-piece tendy. You get a huge piece of Texas toast, some crinkle-cut fries, and they got that special dipping sauce. Te- oh, my God. Texas toast. Texas toaster. And then if you want the chicken sandwich, you could either get it in between two pieces of Texas toast or you can get it in a bun with the tenders. Cane's is the best. Yeah, bar none. Bar none, Jer. I've had Chick-fil-A, too, and it's not bad. Uh, as If I remember, I had it like 10 years ago. But yeah, I had canes a year ago. I know people. Awesome. I know some people are real fond of that Chick Fil A. Maybe not the uh, politics of its owners, but yeah, they 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 are like, well, that chicken's pretty good. Yeah, it. Uh, that's that's what they say. But yeah, but I mean, would say fuck, too- like, is chicken difficult to make? Because it isn't. It's like really no, easy but, to make. But I I think some places just get lazy with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or you get the uh, was it like the uh, the McDonald's reconstituted chicken, whatever that oh, story God. is. It, yeah. it comes it comes out of like a it's like a, a tube, it's like a loaf. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then you go here, you go kids. Have some, yeah. It's like it has a consistency. There's like no like tendon at all. It's yeah. just like chicken stuff. Yep, I love chicken stuff. I'm eating chicken stuff right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Canes is the answer. How silly of us. Canes. Well, I mean, I've never heard of it. Well, if you if you ever get a chance, Jarrett, I highly recommend it. I think even you would like it. It's good stuff. I'm looking up McDonald's Chicken Exposed. Let's see. Let's see if it's been... Uh, you might, you might get been... some graphic stuff on there, bud. Yeah, there's some undercover footage. I don't know about... I don't know if I need to see that. Oh, yeah, there's... This is my favorite graphic. It looks like a giant eel. Oh, ugh. I don't that? like eels. Have you ever seen that image? The, the, I, eel, the eel tube? <laughs> uh, I mean, I can imagine. Don't send it to me because I'm not going to look if you do. Uh, <laughs> it's like, it's not even like, it's just like, what is that? Yeah, I think that stuff's gross though. And yeah, I uh, I, I flat out don't d- like d- eels. I love, I love this. But yeah, so this is like a Daily Mail article. It says, oh. it's not, it's not pink goop. The pink goop image first appeared in 2010. It's it purported to show the chicken mix using McDonald's McNuggets. The fast food giant has moved to dispel the pink goop once and for all with a behind the scenes look inside their nugget factory in Cargill, Canada. Cargill. The clip. Oh no! The I... clip shows the start to finish process of making snacks. Well, I could do that too. I could like buy a factory and pretend to be making McNuggets one time, and then go back to one my time. pink my pink goop. Go back to the goop. Back to the goop. What uh, I mean, I fucking love, it, I love the pink goop image. It's so vile. It's so it's, vile. I mean, it sounds gross. I think if people were probably talking about us, we would be the pink goop of Criterion podcasts. No? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think a hundred percent. And I, that's okay. We've we're gladly accepting our role now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Hashtag pink goop. Pink goop boys. Big goop boys over here. Big goop boys. Um, well, thank you, Jared. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Next up, Rob Caw Eagle. <laughs> could wait, um, could you say that again? Rob Eagle writes. Oh, okay. Indiana Jones down my road. Ooh. So, um, <clears throat> hi creeps. Imagine my surprise to see reports of Mr. Harrison Ford this week strolling around my hometown. 
He's here filming Indy 5 at a local castle and was spotted walking along the riverside, the side of a street market I worked on as a mere slip of a lad. I mentioned this to RJ at the weekend, who, unfortunately, asked me what products I sold on said market. I couldn't lie and truthfully replied, suffice to say, your esteemed colleague seemed not one bit surprised by his glimpse into my nefarious past. Do you want to hear about this, Drew? Well, let me finish the email. Okay. Well, despite my innate cynicism, I'm looking forward to Indy 5. Yeah, Crystal Skull was a disappointment. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say that. No, that movie's good. You guys are all wrong. Yeah, RJ, in Alien, I can show you a lot of movies with aliens. I'm added to my list. But, as had been said on the podcast, I cite the pizza sex analogy unsatisfactory sex and unsatisfactory pizza are still way better than no sex and no pizza. You know, false. Yeah. There, I, I have had pizza before that after I've eaten it, I've went, I wish I didn't eat this. Regrets, regrets, yeah, regrets. Deep, deep, dark regret on some, uh, pizza gate type stuff. Nah, Just not good. Nah, this is, Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, no, yeah, no, don't yeah. don't sully sex and pizza. Well, I with, mean, with, yeah. with, with the crystal skull. I I mean I, I did some zaw with the crystal guess skull. Old, guess imagine how week, old Harrison Ford's going to be. He was fucking old fifteen years ago, so <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Part time. Part time. Yeah, that's a good one, though. That's it's a good a, show. It's one of those weird things where, uh, yeah, in the trailer, it's like, part-time. And then and then the actual cut they use in the movie, part-time. Part-time. <laughs> it's all that he had. That's all that he had the energy yeah. to do, Jerry. It's yeah. long days for an old guy like that. Yeah. He's old, man. My mother, He's real old. The other great uh, quote, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I like, I like, uh, I mean, I like Indiana Jones. Where, but the question is, where do you go after aliens? That's kind of the top of the top, no? Can't go back to, like, Nazis. That's boring. Mm-hmm. It's true. That's yesterday's news. It'll be still communists, I'm assuming. Uh, or what if Indiana Jones turns into a communist and he's fighting capitalism? What if the enemy's within? <laughs> what? Do we have to look inward? Is that what you're suggesting? Yes, yeah, exactly why there shouldn't be any more Indiana Jones movies. That's what, exactly what I don't want. Oh, uh, well, I hope that's what it goes for. Uh, uh, so, do you want to hear about the story? I, I well, let, let me finish up with uh, Robbie. Oh, I thought email. you were done. It rewrites. Right. Although, as has been definitively confirmed on the podcast, I have not one erotic bone in my body. So, true. what do I know? It's sad but true. I mean, you can't help where you were born and raised. So could you, because not not everyone out there knows what you're talking about. Could you describe uh, how you feel about uh, the British people and eroticism? I think I've, I think it's been said. Many it's been said? Now. Okay. Yep. yep. Fair enough. Fair but enough. that said, I do enjoy pizza. You enjoy, oh, he does? Wait, who enjoys pizza? You or him? Rob. Oh, okay. Who doesn't? Everyone likes pizza, though. I hope so. No, but no one should like shitty pizza. Yeah, there, there, are, there is bad pizzas out there. It's like, Honestly, sure, there is. Yeah, like, why do you keep going back for shitty pizza and over and over again? It's like, nah, you find out it's bad and you move on. 
You like, well, go somewhere there, else. He's like, well, there's better than no pizza. It's like, no. Nah. <laughs> so sometimes, uh, for me, like bad food can be pretty soul crushing. Mm. There was a there was a box of pizza um, in the uh, break room. Uh, was it from Pizza Hut? No, it was Costco. But uh, I saw someone oh. pick it up, take a bite, and then throw it out. And I went. And I don't think it was because it was Costco, but then I later learned that it was about a week and a half old, that pizza. And I was just like, oh, I was like, what kind of maniac what? just dumps like a bunch of garbage into the staff room? And he's just like, here you guys go, eat up, you fat pigs. You don't care that it's two weeks old, huh? <laughs> they slap you a little bit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. See, and that's why I, I, I never ever eat stuff in the staff room unless i see where it like where it came from like if i if i can tell like who brought it or i like i know that it's fresh or something like that if there's just like an unmarked plate of food in there that and like someone will be like enjoy i'll be like i don't plan to i don't know who's been in here coughing on this shit no way (laughs) fingering that pizza topping Mm -hmm. if i can't get at it first i don't even try i'm just like nah Said I'll eat my uh, I'll eat my salami in my room mm-hmm. like an animal. Notwithstanding, <sighs> Rob continues, I'll take one Crystal Skull movie over no Indiana Jones movie. I'll definitely take Crystal Skull over National Treasure one or two, or yep. National Treasure three, which I understand they're presently threatening us with. National Treasure three. Just when we start to believe some things are finally consigned to the dustbin of history, they come right back. Like flares and fascism. Uh, well, yeah, I guess. What What about flares? Like Ric Flair, he comes back sometimes, right? Woo, woo, a little bit. Anywho, uh-huh. I was going to write to commend you on last week's show. I quickly dashed off this missive upon hearing you guys are recording a day early. Does that mean I now suffer from premature congratulation? Hmm. I choose not to comment. Regards, Rob Eagle. Robert Eagle. P.S. Jarrett, did you just roll your eyes at that gag? Did, did you? I, did I? I think I, I think RJ. I was looking for RJ's reaction. I was. I think I was drinking at the time of uh, said comment, yeah. so it's uh, hard to gauge at that time. But uh, needless to say, I hope I never encounter him or you in real life ever again. I see. I don't want to come across you guys in the flesh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, gross. So then, uh, so yeah, then. as mentioned, uh, I, I was uh, made aware of a situation. Uh, Rob Eagle was trying to, he was trying to get my social insurance number or something yeah, like that. Credit, credit card. Yeah, and I was like, well, what for? And he's like, well, I'm a, a merchant. And I was like, well, what do you sell, man? He's like, well, I used to sell uh, orange juicers like the machines that juice oranges. And I was like, interesting. And he was like, yeah. And people would marvel at how much juice would come out of a single orange. And I was like, okay, cool. So it's a good product. And he's like, well, what I would do is I would inject the oranges with orange juice from a jug the night before. So he would get a jug of orange juice. He'd fill it up with a syringe, pop it into the orange, fill it up with the orange juice. So that thing was fucking volatile, like about to explode. And then they would go and juice the oranges, and then people would be like, man, this thing looks amazing. Got a full glass out of just one orange. <laughs> wow. And so he told me this, and he's like, you can, uh, he's like, if it gets brought up, you can talk about it. And I was like, you want me to advertise your uh, illegal fraud uh, juice 
market here? And he's like, yeah, sure. I was like, okay, <laughs> if you this, want. This, this is like finding out that wrestling isn't real. I mean, it's kind. It kind. It makes sense, though, right? Because that that's hasn't that always been the problem people have had with juicers? They're like, oh, it's all pulp. There's no juice in here, but no. it worked great on the on TV. Mm-hmm. That must have been what they were doing. Yep. I never. I never knew. Did you know that? Uh you had your suspicions. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 an explanation. I just think it's funny to actually hear someone explicitly state it. That he did. Oh, it's it was you're kind of his, like it's his, an unsaid truth. Yeah. Yeah, you could be on the on the road, Rob, sell, selling these secrets secrets of an orange orange juicer salesman. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if someone someone could make a doc on him, it, it would maybe end up in the Criterion one day, <laughs> right next to salesman. Mm-hmm. Like that's a similar vein, I think. I, I, I just imagine his uh, his manager had like a stovetop pipe pad and just fingerless gloves. That's right, Robbie. Keep selling those juices. Keep juicing the orange there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Made it. And then he that guy's listening to this podcast and spits out his tea. Oh no, he's he goes he's not he's not drinking no tea. Spits out his fosters, he goes, Crumpet Fosters, huh? It's all the same. Right? That's right. If they're not from here, they're all from somewhere else. That's what I know with certainty. Wow. <laughs> that's that's somewhat correct, no? Mm. Finally, we've got yeah. Reese the Peace, Sugarhead. I don't know if he would like that you called them Reese the Peace. I feel like you got a class action lawsuit on your hands now, pal. Early email. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hello, creeps. I am emailing in early because you said you were recording early. Not really sure what to talk about. Usually I have an extra 24 hours to do this. Uh, might just do some cool stream of consciousness. Jared in a fedora email. You guys see any cool movies lately? I watched a cool one recently that I didn't write in about. Heat, starring your boy Alp Chino and Bob uh-huh. De Niro. It was a first-rate movie. Dare I say one of the greats? You guys are mm-hmm. watching a movie about Japan this week, right? Pretty cool stuff. They got Gundams there. Very neat. <laughs> I got a picture of a Gundam there one time. Anyway, Go hope on. you guys are painting minifigs and crushing episodes of Voyager, respectively. Have a great Wednesday off. Sweetly, Sugarhead. Uh, I, I, I hooked that guy up with a board game. You did? Was it a Gundam board game? Uh, I'm Not that I'm aware of. No? No. That's too bad. Yeah, it wasn't mobile suit to play. It wasn't a mobile suit Gundams? No, not a single one. Mm. No Zakus or anything. No Zakus? What about Zenos? See, I know a little bit about uh, this kind of stuff. That's, how's that? How's that possible? Um, hey, RG, you ever seen Heat? I have seen Heat. It's got yeah. a great ass. It does have a great ass. It's got a great ass. I think I uh, like left a comment on a uh, friend of the show Ryan Nagel's letterbox at one point, saying like, "What the hell, buddy? You're not giving this movie more than four stars or something like that." Uh, I mean, I think I four and a half heat. I don't. I didn't give it a full five, oh, and I'm I'm yeah. okay with that. I, mean, I can't remember. It's just it's just so unusual to see someone not a uh, five star heat. No, well, what do I have it at? I have it four he's, and a half. Yeah, yeah. He's bucking the trend. We're all bucking the trend. But I mean, Sugarhead's right. Like, Heat is a 
It's great. I, was, I just uh, didn't uh, see it as the five-star fare. That's all. A, a clip of the movie popped up where they're using that Disney app for the faces. That's oh, yeah. horrifying. And uh, it was like over the last scene. And man, that music is so good. That Michael Mann uh, Fan of Heat? curated music. I can't remember who did the actual score. There it is. Yeah, four stars from Ryan Nagel. Hmm. I mean, that's it's only half a star less than ours, you know. So that's not too bad. It's not too bad. It's not too bad. So where do you f- sit on the heat uh, debate? Are you pro heat? Yeah. 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 He's okay. he, he's good shit. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. It's no righteous kill, but uh, it, I mean, it's pretty good. You ever seen Righteous Kill, Jarrett? I have not actually seen it. I don't think. I think I I think I learned my lesson. Really? Yeah. About watching the movies by these by those guys, Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Don't. I, I watched fifteen. Uh, was it fifteen seconds in theater? No, no more. Uh, no, no oh, more. That was another one. Have you? Uh, do you watch on Prime often? No. I don't watch anything. No. Well, okay, I know that. So we, we were watching a TV show on Prime or something like that, and there was uh, a commercial for uh, Robert De Niro's new movie. It's I think it's like The War with Grandpa, where he's on trampolines playing dodgeball. And, uh, I mean, I, I don't I don't begrudge him for kids' movies, but at the same time, it's like, you seem too old to be doing this, man. You shouldn't be on a trampoline. It's dangerous. It's dangerous for a guy like that. He could sprain his ankle. Mm-hmm. His ankle, if we're lucky. You know what I mean? Well then, well, what do what do we talk about now other than Gundams? I don't know. Uh, I, I, it's kind of sad that uh, Justin Peterson did not heed the call. Perhaps he didn't see the message. So, what what, what would be the goat question of the week? Uh, goat question of the week. Um, what is your favorite? Uh, he's gonna say. I noticed that RJ liked uh, the Bo Burnham thing, which is a uh, musical skit. Uh, what is your favorite um, skit comedy shows? Or did we do that last week? <laughs> nope. Uh, I don't think so. What's your greatest of all time Austin Powers movie? <laughs> well, that was last week. That's... Oh, oh shit. Okay. Son of a bitch. I'm kind of out of ideas. Do you have any ideas? Mm, let's see. What's on my letterbox feed currently? Uh... What's your favorite A Quiet Place Part 2? Uh, I'd probably have to go with The Quiet Place Part 2. Okay. The one yeah. you haven't seen? Yeah. Uh, a guy I work with saw it, and he said, he's all right. Cool. And he's usually, like, he doesn't, he's not like a movie guy or anything, so I thought he would have been a little bit more positive on it, to be honest, but I thought that first movie was Fart, so. <laughs> that's very good. That's a, that's a pretty good rating. Are you going to watch uh, no. that first one ever? Yeah, it's nah, fun. Nah, I don't know. Something about uh, old Jim. Jim's a, uh, like, post-office personality and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, everything yeah, here, here, you know? It's just like, oh, I don't like this guy. I I don't mind him. I think he's fine. It's just that movie itself has got a lot of holes in it. Holes that people seem to uh, neglect for some reason because I, I don't know why. But... Uh, that uh, that picture of his board with uh, possible answers to things is still one of the most embarrassing things in cinema. So how, how do you how do you feel that he's not going to direct part three? I frankly don't care if I ever see that guy ever again. 
It's gonna be directed not, again, not gonna, a knock against him. It's gonna be directed care. by Jeff Nichols. Remember him from Mud? Yeah. And uh, Midnight Special. That guy really faded into nothing. Hey. Wow. I mean, not he's, nothing. He's, but he's, like, he's been working on his next big project, Quiet Place Part Three. Three? Oh yeah. Maybe that'll be. The, maybe that's the the goat. A Quiet Place Part Three. He did a TV show called Hank the Cow Dog. That sounds cool. Hey, I, I I got it. What's your greatest of all time goat? Like favorite goat? Ooh, damn. Let's see here. See, I don't, that's I don't a tough one. Cool goats. Cool goats. Or like it can be a goat in a movie. Um, I like the goat in Billy Madison myself. Uh, the one that they feed at the the zoo there. Yeah, like Adam Sandler's goat character. Yeah, that too. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's horrible, yep. but great. It's horrible, but good. It says, fuck me in the goat ass. Excuse me? You never listen to those comedy albums, RJ? Not that part. Okay, well, no, I don't pick that then. I didn't know. <laughs> That's uh, not my choice. I, I, no, he wasn't saying that. Like He wasn't requesting it. He, he was like... I don't like the implications. Well, don't. Okay, let's look up movie goats. <laughs> Well, there's the movie Goats with uh, David Duchovny. I guess that's my answer. I have seen that movie. It was, it was all right. There's also The Men Who Stare at Goats. That's another one. Oh, um, there's a movie just called Goat. There's Goat Story, Get to the Goat, Goat Story 2, Heidi, Girl of the Alps, Um I guess that's it. That's all the goat movies they've ever made. Okay. Goat man horror movie. That sounds cool. Oh, man. Watch Trust. Out the, watch out for the goat man. Hey, Mad Trapper was a goat man. You ever hear that one? What? You know the Mad Trapper? Yeah. From, in Waterton? Yeah. Well, sometimes. Now, when I heard this story, the guy the guy telling it got confused, and he confused the goat man story with the Mad Trapper story. And so the Mad Trapper became the goat man. Right. So he he was still trapping people, but he was half goat. See what I really want? I want Rob Zombie to make that movie. Oh my god! Did you see? Uh, he's doing a Munsters movie. Yeah, of course he is. Why? Why? Uh, what 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 role shall Sherry Zombie play? She'll clearly be the Bride of Frankenstein against everyone's better judgment. Mm-hmm. But who's going to be a Grandpa Monster? I think is the the big question. Brad Dourif. That would be pretty sweet. Sid Higgs dead, so yeah. It's got, so do you think this is going to be like a weird Fuck. House of a Thousand Fuck Corpses? Fuck a doodle do, man. Yeah. <laughs> you think it's going to be like because Monsters is pretty wholesome, no? Like why why would do you think he's going to rob zombie it or do you think he's going to make like Robert, an actual Monsters? Robert Zombie. Yeah, do you think he's gonna ro- Robert Zombie it, or is it gonna be a real movie? Um, I mean, this is this is some valuable IP. Are they gonna like let him run amok with it? I, I don't know. I think his. Uh, I think I. I would kind of wish that we'd gotten his The Blob remake. That it, I I, for better or worse. I would I rather agree. see that than Rob Zombie's The Monsters. Yes, I agree. For better, even if it was shit, I would have preferred that, probably. Hey, does Guillermo del Toro make movies anymore? Yeah, he's got something that uh, he's... Something festering there's inside. Some, there's something he's doing right now that uh, 
that I think they were filming pre-COVID into COVID, so he's got something coming out. But well, apparently he's got two things: uh, Nightmare Alley and Pinocchio. A Pinocchio. Stop making Pinocchio movies. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah, Pinocchio stinks. Well, it's just stop, stop remaking all this shit. Do something new, Monster Boy. Ooh, yes, his Nightmare Alley remake, which is joining the Criterion Collection. An ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who is even more dangerous than he is. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think that sounds good. You want to hear about his Pinocchio? The the, the line Fuck, from IMDb? Yeah. A, a darker version of the classic children's fairy tale of a wooden puppet that transforms into a real living boy. We don't need that. Yes, Leave Pinocchio alone. Yes, yes, we do, RJ. We need a Pinocchio that is dark and a steam for the kids. <laughs> I'm a Guillermo. And that Toro. It's like my Italian voice, but there's a little bit more gravel to it. Because he is not... He's not Italian. Italian. Yeah. But he is a Guillermo. And he talk like this. It's a pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> that dude loves pizza. You oh. know he does. Everyone likes pizza. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Except for Everyone bad pizza. Then you don't eat it, Rob. Yeah, don't, don't eat the bad pizza. Don't waste it. You'd be better off leaving, getting a good pizza. Good pizza. Getting a good pizza. Yes. RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Is a pizza pies. Uh, I watched some stuff this week, Jared. Did you? I did. I watched, uh, do you know Bo Burnham? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I've yeah. seen a lot of people liking that Bo Burnham. It's a, uh, yeah, I, I like Bo Burnham. I've seen, um, he had like, so he was a Viner and he had an MTV show. Uh, that was actually, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I think it was called Zack Stone or something. That it was pretty good. Was he in? A, was he in like a Star Wars episode or something lately? Mm, he <laughs> he was in an episode of Parks and Rec. Okay. I don't. Uh, he was a. He, I don't know if you remember. He was in Parks and Rec. He played like the young country singer who was like real shitty. Mm, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember that at all. Oh, he he made that eighth grade movie. Also. I see. Yeah. So, uh, what else was he in? Uh, he, he's in a oh, bunch of shit. Oh, man. So, the other day, uh, actually, maybe it was this morning or late last night, on Twitter, I saw somebody mm-hmm. post, like, a still from Avatar, the James Cameron movie, and someone's like, this movie costs $250 million to make, and it was just some, like, you know, shitty-looking uh, mm-hmm. CGI still of one of these nine-foot-tall Avatar people standing there with a t-shirt on and mm-hmm. the, the joke of course was oh look at this like this looks so bad and then someone uh in the comments that was getting upvoted a lot or whatever liked it was like this is one of the highest grossing films of all time and it was a still from <laughs> avengers uh which like it looks oh. like it's some very poor compositing like it yeah. looks like not not good and someone's yeah. like what's your point like people got real, like some people are just getting real mad. What, uh-huh. what, is, what are you trying to say here? It's like we'll say saying like this movie looks like looks terrible. Oh well, you just stick to a twenty four movies. <laughs> uh, oh, I, it's internet it's, baby. It's so. Don't you suggest the CGI in my shitty movies look shitty? Looks like shit. I know it looks like shit, but but it's mine. But, but it's, it's mine. So it's actually pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Well, that's actually. 
if you if that's the route you're going, Jared, you might you might get something out of uh, Bo Burnham's special inside. Oh yeah, you you tied it all together, huh? I well, he has a he has a, a song called "Welcome to the Internet" in it, and it describes things in a sense. I actually I don't know if you would like this. I think it could go either way. You would either you would either get mild enjoyment out of it, or you would be like, not for me. Yeah, I don't, I've, I've, I don't, I'm feeling the latter on that one. There's yeah. like I was listening to uh, some YouTube guys playing playing uh, playing a little bit of Magic cards, oh, and God. and they they were talking about Bo Burnham, and yeah. they're like the way they talked about it made it sound like everything I fucking hate. So. I, um, I, I ran away because the guy's like, oh, yeah, I started singing it. And my wife's like, are you okay? And I, was just, oh. I, I wouldn't listen to people internet, doing ma- internet chat magic card chats. Yeah, I, I wouldn't take that. Don't listen to them, Jared. Listen to me, and I'll tell you, and you'll know if you like it. Do you I like know. Weird Al? He, I did, but I outgrew him. Like, Do I you don't, like uh, comments about society? No. Do you like depression? No. Who likes depression? Like who wants who likes to be depressed or likes depression? I don't know. I don't not know. not me, RJ. Okay, so maybe you don't. Uh, this is. Um, I think the big thing about this was he made it. Uh, he just made this thing over the last year in his house over like quarantine, and it is a series of musical, like funny songs. I suppose you're like his thing. Like he he would just kind I'm making of like, a I'm making a face for people who don't realize. Yeah, he he would just make he was like. I think he was influenced by Weird Al, so he would make songs like that. And uh, like, he's, you mean like Richard Cheese? Richard Cheese, uh, I believe that is Dick, uh, is a shorted version of that. Um, yes, he does that, and uh, that's it. It's an hour and a half of him making things, and it's edited together. Once in a while, he'll stop and kind of talk to you for a little bit, but not 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 too long. Uh, I think it was really good. I really liked it. Um, I like the songs. They're funny. Uh, I think the what he made is pretty impressive. Uh, and the one thing that I think it really stands out to me is it's the creativity, Jared. He's very creative with the, how he like filmed some of this stuff. Like not even just editing it together, but like he has like little things that he does where uh, like he's singing in the dark and he has like a little like headlight on and then at a certain point of the song he'll like look up and it'll hit a disco ball and then the light will come and i know that doesn't sound like much but uh he has like a ton of things like that in this where he uses like cell phone lights and lighting in really kind of interesting ways i thought that stuff was really cool like the amount of a uh, detail he actually put into the lighting so i thought that was re- like that was the part i liked about it the most i was like it's like that takes takes a lot of work to do that stuff so and he just did it all by himself which is impressive on its own as well so i i liked it quite a bit i don't know if you would like it but uh i i enjoyed it so i saw you dropped uh, five stars on that bad boy uh yeah i think it's i think it's deserved of that like i don't rate stuff very often but this thing i was like you know i i am impressed with like I said, I, I really thought I thought the lighting stuff was really good. It sounds like you're so close to saying I'm easily impressed. <laughs> I am easily impressed. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do think it's good actually. And he's uh he's born in the same year as I as I was, and I think he he talks about certain things, and it's like I relate to this because we are so, we are of the same age. 
part of my fear with this Bo Burnham thing is this yeah. this feels like it could be some real Nathan for you stuff where I'm going to go not for me and that'll be Wait, 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 that. wait. You don't like Nathan for you? No. Really? Yeah. Did yeah. I know that? Well, I think so. Well, I know you didn't like that uh the movie Francis. thing. But did you did you ever like just give the episodes themselves I, a try? I, I see clips. I see clips and stuff and I just I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care about I, that guy. I think you'd like the episodes more because the, bah, again, shocking, surprising. Yeah, I don't, I don't, speaking with you, I don't think that you would be into this, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was well, mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. And See, I thought people, it was deserved people, of it. I know, I know my letterbox uh, peeps all, all like it a lot. Yeah. That's good. It's good. Like, um, you could watch five minutes of it and then I think you would get, uh, <laughs> That's what I would recommend to you. Watch five minutes. Mm-hmm. If you are interested, then you'll probably enjoy the rest. And if in five minutes you go, no, nah, I don't like this, then just turn it off because okay. that's what the, the whole thing is. So I got that's you. my recommendation, Jared. Uh, and then I watched, uh, you heard of this, uh, you heard of this there, uh, Mayor of Easton? You heard of this there show, Jared? Mayor of Easton? Uh, yeah, it's uh, East Town. Uh, it is loggable on Letterboxd. It's an HBO Crave show, Jarrett. What? Nope. Never heard of this. Seven episodes. Uh, Kate Winslet is a detective in a small Pennsylvania town. Is she solving? Is, does she solve things with clues? Uh, there's sometimes clues. Ooh. She's rough around the edges. She plays by her own rules. Oh, wow. Uh, it's a small town. Everyone knows each other. You know, you sound interested, Jared. Uh, first of all, I'm just laughing because the title is Mayor, Mayor of Easttown, which of course this makes me think of Dear Mayor, uh, or To the Mayor, which is I how, how Charlie would, uh, it's always sunny Philadelphia would spell Mayor. Mayor. He spells it Mayor. Well, I think, I, I mean, that it would be how Charlie would spell it. Yeah. I think it's Mayor in the sense of an old horse. Yes. Yeah. Like, but. quite literally, it's the old horse of the town, which is it's not yes. a very nice thing to say about Kate Winslet. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't think that's very nice. What do you think about that, Jared? Who, who, who said it, though? Whoever made this show said it, apparently. Okay. Uh, I saw this. Uh, people, people were all over the Twitters in the last couple of weeks because I think it ended a week or two ago. But uh, I know Stephen King was getting his two cents in there, like before the last. It's a murder mystery show, like you know. Um, and I'm, he... I'm checking out this. So this guy directed uh, Compliance. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, he directed some episodes of The Leftovers, American mm-hmm. Gods, Westworld. Craig Zobel. So this was his... Z for Zachariah. Uh, well, who hasn't seen that? With with everybody's uh, favorite. Margot Robbie. Oh, of course. One of my faves. Yeah, I, th- I thought you would maybe have heard of this just from being on Twitter, because that's where like, I saw I'm it not... pop up, and I was like... Mm. Yeah, see, I'm not on Twitter, though, at all. Oh, like, you, you uh, just... I'm in a weird like pocket of it where I get, uh, for instance, things trending on Twitter, like hashtag Trudeau corruption. <laughs> <laughs> so... Sure, that trends every other week. like uh, Or and uh, defund CBC... What did CBC ever do? I don't know. They're they, supporting they, Canadian broadcasting. They, they, they turned off comments on Facebook, which is long is that, overdue. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a bad thing? 
Not one bit. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I watched this show. I thought you maybe had heard of it. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. It's yeah. a murder mystery thing. It's. Is it? Uh, it was good. It, it, it was good. It was, it was good. Just okay. good. Yeah, just good. Like we were. We were entertained watching it, but at the same time, it was, uh, it's not, uh, it's not like, it's not at the, the tops of anything. So I don't know. It seems like some people I follow gave it lots of very high praise, but, uh, no, it's just good. You know what I mean? It's a pretty good show. Nah, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wow, drop that on. Not, not even. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely not going to spend seven hours watching this. I'd rather watch, uh, J.J. Abrams's Watchmen, whatever, whoever the fuck directed that. Whoever uh, that Lindelof. Lindelof, the other leftovers guy. Yeah, you should watch the Wolkman one because that's uh, it's just one season. It is. Yeah, so I have it. I literally have it on Blu-ray, and I haven't watched it. You bought the physical copy of it, and you still haven't watched it. Yep. I think you should watch it. Like, like that thing. I think that was better than. Uh, than this one i i liked that watchman thing it's just there were some things that i i thought i found kind of silly in there okay. well no one cares about this show with kate winslet yeah. but you know what people care about <laughs> star trek voyager yeah but you know what people really care about gundams yeah, that's right okay so do you want me to talk about yeah gundam tell me t- tell me about gundam one okay so jared at the start of May, Jared uh, set me up with the trilogy of mobile suit Gundam movies. And I looked at him and I said, Jared, when the fuck am I supposed to watch these? Like in the middle of Fred Olin May. And he's like, you'll get to them. You'll get to them. He said, that it's, they're easy to watch. And I went, okay. So I threw this on the other night. And I watched for about an hour. And I was like, this is good. Uh, I was like, I like this. I wonder how much is long, uh, left. And then I looked it off. And I was like, an hour and a half still? These things are like, each one of these is like two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. So that's why I only got one of them in. But uh, I don't, do you want me to tell you what I, I thought of it? Or do you want to you tell break me, yeah, down? You, 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 you just tell me. You tell me about it. Okay, so. What, 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 is, what is a Gundam, RJ? It's a mech suit, baby. Yeah, it's just a big mech suit. And who pilots these mech suits? Kids. Yeah, what's what? Why kids? Why not like men? Uh, tough, tough guys. I don't know if I saw that. I'm, I'm maybe I missed that. Oh, I don't know. I think it's all about like. Isn't there like? I'm. I'm trying to remember where this the mythos stuff comes, but there's a reason why kids are I don't, pilots. I think it's because they're like. I don't like, think I got that. Okay. All right. I assumed it was some kind of like neon Genesis thing where it's like yeah. exploiting well, child labor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're, these are mech suits and it is a, a future where earth is overpopulated. So there is space colonies and uh, there are two space colonies fighting for basically uh, existence because they want to, they want to run the other one out and then they can have control over earth and resources and um, they just generally don't like each other. Do you think that's a fair enough assessment? Sounds good. Uh, so what happens is uh, this movie, uh, one thing I'll give this thing credit for is it, it is it goes right into shit. It doesn't waste any time. They're like, well, they're like, you guys will catch up to what we're doing. We're going to throw you right into the action here. So we have a moon base and we have the uh, the terrorist faction, which is the other group. Um uh, and they are here and they're raiding and they're blowing up uh, the parts of Gundams because they don't want the 
the rival people to have the Gundams. Uh, and while everyone's trying to hide, a kid, he is a military brat. He is this, the kid of someone who actually works in the colony. Am- like Amuro Ray. Amaro, yeah. So uh, Amaro. So he, so just the thing is like so yeah. There's a particular type of person that can actually pilot these things, and they're called okay. new types. Oh, are they mutants? Do they have uh, essentially and, essentially uh, they, the they, they are they are mutants who have evolved like a heightened mental awareness. Um, so they I, got the AstraZeneca. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got actually. the yeah maybe. Maybe. Okay, so I don't I don't know if I I don't think that can't comes up in the first one. So, yeah, so we have the kid, and he kind of stumbles up upon the, the Gundam because the bad dudes, which are the um, – I think the bad dudes are the Zukus, right? The Zeons? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Zeons, yeah, led by uh, – Zaku? Char? Yeah, well, Char is like the Red Baron. Yeah. And he comes later. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, these guys are attacking the base, and the good guys um, who are the – I don't. What are the good guys called? The Zabby? That's not them. That's just a guy, I think. I don't know what the good guys are called, but there's, there's Amaru, good, the good dudes. Yeah, the good dudes. Uh, so they're all busy. They can't get any of their Gundams up. So uh, the kid Amaru just kind of finds a Gundam in the woods that like was being transported. It's not like that matter, like circumstantially. Like if there's, a, it actually makes sense. And he's like, "I'll give this a try. I'll hop into this son of a bitch. I'll give it a try. Why the, not? Let's the, give it a go." The, the RX seventy eight two. The RX seventy eight two, so he hops in this bad boy, and uh, like any good uh, Japanese student, he's just like, I know there's a manual in here. I'm gonna read that son of a bitch right now. He pulls that su- sucker open, and he just flips through it. And he, uh, I, I think it's really funny this whole time, uh, or like this whole movie, he has the manual with him. And I was like, that's kind of, it's like that's realistic. He wouldn't know how to just do it on his own. He's got to read that book. He's a good student, Jared. He's like, I got to read the manual. Give me a second. So he's flipping through. He's he's figuring it out. Uh, so it's a, uh, it sets up a really good, um, like I I wouldn't say trope, but like you know, when something is thrust, when greatness is thrust upon mm-hmm. you, and he's like, I got to step up to it. So he gets in this Gundam, and it is unlike any of the other Gundams. It is a huge advancement in technology, uh, and it is way stronger than any of the enemy Gundams. So this kid is in there and he's ripping shit up. He's blowing up these other guys. Uh, and then he blows a hole in the moon base and surprise, you thought you were on earth. No, no, you're in one of the, you're in one of the moon state or space stations that has been colonized. Uh, so it blows up. Those guys fly out. And then this movie gets into, uh, so the thing about this movie too, is I think it goes in like kind of waves where I think the start of this movie is like a disaster flick. Um, because it's like things they blow a hole in there and then like the whole next 20 minutes is them like trying to save the people in the colony so it really kind of shifts to that so it goes disaster flick and then it goes into wartime politics where you get like a little backstory and then the red baron shows up i'm just going quick and then i'll go back the red baron shows up and then you get like space war kind of stuff like red baron piloting and then it turns into uh what does it turn into after uh it kind of it kind of goes in waves of different types of movies but uh so they fix up this the ship and then the bad guys send in more people they're like they got this big kind of high-tech gundam we got to strike them now while we can really kind of put a pin or like squash them 
So they get Amaru to go back out there. He's fighting uh, the, yeah, Char is the bad guy. And he's in a red uh, Gundam, and it's faster than all the other ones. He's flying around. They're starting a, like you can tell, they don't like each other, and you're building up this good rivalry, Jarrett. And then I think what the rest of what happens is you get some more battles. You get a little bit of background into what Gundams are and like why these people are fighting. Uh, and then you get uh, you get some more battles down um, kind of on the ground. So you get a mix between Gundams in space and then Gundams on the ground. And this guy, he's got a gun, but he also has uh, laser swords. Yeah. And he can use them right. whenever. Yeah, for, for I think me- that's for melee. For melee abilities. Uh, and, uh, even though it's two hours and 10 minutes, this thing moves by pretty fast. It's, uh, it's pretty easy to watch. Um, well, it's like, you're also watching what? 20 odd episodes edited into like a, uh, a super like cut a movie. Yeah. Cause that's it all... doesn't feel like that yeah. though. Yeah. The first yeah. two are like super cuts. It's way easier to watch these than to watch the episodes cause it cuts out the filler. Yeah. And it doesn't. It uh, it doesn't feel like that at all. Like it feels like a co- cohesive like movie that was meant to be yeah. played out like that. I just thought they were cutting out the shit that wasn't needed, and I was just like, man, this is how you edit something. Take mm-hmm. out all that other garbage. Just give us the good shit. Uh, this movie has some cool stuff too. Like one scene that I, I really liked was they have like space platelets where it's like there was a tear in the thing, and all these red blobs like floated to it and then exploded and sealed up the tear yep. like a, like a scab. I was like, Ooh, that's cool. I was like, I like that. I don't see that very often. Um, so as a guy who doesn't know anything about Gundams, uh, I just, I went into this and I was like, Gundam's pretty cool, which I mean, I like Gundams have always been cool, I think, but, uh, uh, I never watched the show and I was like, man, that's pretty cool stuff. I like it. Yeah. So I, I don't know if uh, I missed anything or if there was... That's, I mean, like, it's been four or five years since I watched these for the first time, but I remember being, like, pretty impressed with uh, yeah. how it's all put together and the style of story it is. And, I mean, we compare it to the same era of mm-hmm. uh, anime. Uh, I think it's uh, a step above. Yeah. I uh, I agree. It, um... No, I was, I was pretty... Other than it being so long, which isn't even a bad thing, I just... Uh, it took me a while to watch it. It took me two days to watch this thing. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's good. Gundams are cool. Mm-hmm. I like uh, I like when they shoot them out of the ships because they're like standing in the foot brake uh, brackets and they like they like slide out and they yeah. just like launch them. Uh, I thought that I thought that was really funny. I was like I like I was like I feel like there's a better way to do this, but this looks cool. So <laughs> this looks cool. That's all that matters, I guess. That's all that matters. Yeah. So that's Gundam, man. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. Before you talk about Voyager, uh, mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through season three of Babs Five, and oh, uh, and how's that? Pretty good. Some pretty good stuff. <laughs> it's get, is it heating up? Is that what well, you would say? There's like a moment where one character injects themselves with uh, this chemical that gives them psychic powers. And they basically just track down the person they hate most on the station and beat okay. beat the shit out of them, and then like proceed to t- psychically torture them. And it's like so, mm. like oh, because there's other things going on in the same episode, but this mm-hmm. drama's playing out, and it's just like holy fuck! <laughs> like I was like not expecting this at all. Um, but yeah, it's good. There's some good things 
some really good things on that show. I, despite I like that. despite it's like sometimes extremely hokey humor. Uh, yeah, is it, it? Can you stand it though? Because if you can stand yeah, it, then I'll I, be I, fine. I can get past it. But it is like sometimes you're just like, oh man, yeah. <laughs> who is who is this for? <laughs> well, there's some some there's a particular type of nerd that's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and they you, and they love it, and I'm just no. There definitely is a new nerd or like a nerd out there who just loves that shit. A real new type. They're, loves they're, that they're shit. An advanced human form that love that humor. That just I can't get. I, I'm below that level. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. You're in the depths, eh? Okay, so wait, how uh would you say you're in season three? Yeah, I'm uh And there's five seasons? Five seasons, f- four movies, a Oof. at least one other mini series. And like there was like another series that tossed out there, but I think the core of the series is the five, the original five, seasons. five seasons. Yeah. And then the movies are just supplementary. Yeah. They're like fill in the background stuff. I believe I could be totally wrong on that too. I mean, I haven't watched them yet. I, I've been trying hmm. to avoid spoilers, even though, uh, there's a, one of the stupidest things on that DVD is you pop it in the, the first four episodes finish and then a little making of documentary pops up and within uh, like of the whole thing 45 seconds they're like telling you like how season three ends you're like i just watched the first four episodes i i can't it's, it's, stand it's, it's, that it's shit. a good it's a good thing the show's 25 years old and it's like it won't it doesn't change anything but i mean yeah but there's some like really nice stuff that's going on on the show where um basically america or earth is just completely sliding into like fascism like full Mm. stop and the station is kind of like oh there's like a night's watch which are like this group that are there to like you know keep the xenos out in like earth first and like they're playing it like you could say it's really heavy-handed but i mean this is going in a direction where like star trek would never go this far they'd say oh it's only a certain contingent but it's like no the people in, tr- in control they're actually trying to like mm-hmm. take control of the government completely and it's like a, a full-on uh coup and like it's imagine if like uh you know the enterprise or whatever like got fucking rocked and like shot the fuck out of him picard was dead mm-hmm. um and it's just like an, that's just like an afterthought you're like oh huh this is and, and now it's like oh cisco is left it's just think of like in terms of that that equivalency. Mm-hmm. And you're like, huh? They're they're going for it. They're going for it. Well, I mean, Voyager goes for it when they make that Nazi race and they become literal Nazis. Yeah, there's that with Neelix. <laughs> so, I mean, no, that's that sounds cool though. Like, um, it sounds like it's heating up. I mean, it, it sounds like the whole time, even from the start, you're like, yeah, it's good. Yep. So, yeah, there's like, uh, there's the there's the big stuff that you know that when J. Michael Straczynski was thinking of this show and doing the series mm-hmm. Bible, he had these big moments of like, oh, when it gets to this, it's going to be so good. And then you get to that moment, and you're like, yeah, it's really cool. Hmm. No. But hmm. then there's, like, there's the stuff in between where it's like, ah, oh, it's TV stuff. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a, you know, probably... It's a Neelix mind. episode. No minds. I don't think there's been any brain swipe or swap episodes yet. Or... Ooh. I don't think I don't think there has been, but it seems inevitable. Uh, I well, I mean, if you haven't got it in three seasons, that's good because I don't know about you, man, but I can't stand that shit. Yeah. There has been Just like lazy. a easy, yeah, there's been some Trek stuff that shows up every once in a while, and it's like whatever. But the aliens are way cooler on Babylon 5, I'd say, on the whole, yeah, 
I mean, the few I saw looked pretty cool. A little bit more uh, Star Wars-ish in the Aliens than Star Trek mm-hmm. ever gets. Well, Star Trek was all about uh, um, nose yeah. like ridges because it was cheap, it was easy, and they no. could do it week after week. Yeah. There is a one – there has been a scene – I think I can't remember if it was in the last few week or the week before where uh, one could – might be like – did Babylon Five just jump the shark? Is this too far? <laughs> like in terms of like, oh. what in the world? <laughs> in terms of alien designs? Uh, a little bit. I can't say much more because mm. you you probably will likely watch this. I won't say too much, but eventually it, it makes yeah. sense. But at the same time, they're, they're trying to be far more ambitious than they sh- they have any right to be. I see. I see. I mean, I look for it. I I like. I would prefer that over nose ridges. So. Yeah, that sounds cool, and I will watch it, but I don't know when. It might be years from now. It's true. So, I mean, if I'm the my current pace for Voyager has uh, slowed to zero. So, oh crap, Voyager's. Well, I mean, I was watching Gundams and just didn't have the time. But I will, I will get to it eventually. Okay. Eventually. Yep. Eventually. So, uh, season five. five. Yeah. So, in a weird one. Uh, season four doesn't end with a cliffhanger and season five is a standalone episode, which is different than I would say Star Trek has been doing in the last two series, right? There was almost never a DS9 or TNG ep- like season ender that didn't serve as a two-parter, I don't think. Maybe one or two seasons, but I can't think of them offhand. I don't think so, at least. Um, so anyways, we're on season five now. It's a standalone. Uh, and Jared, I'm going to hit you with something wild here, man. Mm-hmm. Darkness Muckmen. Four out of four stars. <laughs> Darkness Muckmen. This is also could be slash space garbage men uh, slash uh, darkness expanse. And then I also have a couple notes in here. Tom Paris is such an asshole. And then another note. Tom Paris fucks everything up again classic tom he sucks so bad so like uh there there's like a side plot in this where he's in the hollow decks uh being like the like doing 50 sci-fi stuff as like the rocketeer basically and like he's just a whiny little bitch like people won't like do play it the way he wants and he's just like no i i gotta do it like this i'm the hero and it's like shut up nobody fucking cares do it on your own um but he he fucks up royally in this thing. He's just making dumb decisions. But the thing that really stands out here, Jared, is uh, the, 501 is called Night. And uh, there are kind of like rolling blackouts on the ship. And uh, at one point, there's a blackout. Oh, actually, too, the other thing is they are traveling through a darkness, like an expanse of darkness where there are no stars. So it's just black for like two months or something like that. And it's making all the people on the ship go crazy, which is strange because it's like, how often do you actually see all the stars? But um, so they're all going crazy. And then there's rolling blackouts. And then in the blackouts, after they kind of go away, there's a uh, muck men and they're all they're all mucky and they're dripping and stuff. And then they they leave with the darkness, too. And it's a spook. It's a spooky one. Jared. Spooky stuff happens. And then you find uh, there are these space garbage men, and they're like, hey, we'll take those muck men off of you. No problem. 
And uh, they're like, hmm, why do they want the Muckmen? And then it turns into something a little bit more. Oh, my uh, God. But this episode is good. Uh, I really liked it just for the Muckmen. It's, uh, they, they are super cool. And the way that they use them in the darkness, I actually thought was awesome. Because their ships are hidden in the darkness, too. Uh, I I thought it was a cool episode. I was like, I wish this was a TNG TNG episode instead of a Voyager one. It's it's wasted on Voyager. Uh well, it's it's still good, but uh, like all this stuff, I just I hate Tom Paris. Like he is, he's he is the bottom of Star Trek characters for me. He sucks. He's got he's got no redeeming qualities at all. So, even Bashir eventually became tolerable. Uh, so Tom Paris is just not good. But the Muckman. Very cool, Jared. That's the standout here. So, uh, that's 501. Uh, 502, I have Borg Fetus Abortion. Three out of four stars. Ooh, is this, is this the thing that I've seen online? Bor- the Borg Baby? This this is the Borg Baby, I believe, yeah. So, uh, there's a transporter mishap, and because uh, always. And then uh, Seven of Nine's nanoprobes. Um they get put into the doctor's uh, mobile emitter, uh, and a new sentient life form is created. It's a Borg baby, and then it, it matures very fast into a Borg uh, drone. But the issue with the Borg is that um, uh, it's out of the doctor's equipment is when they went back in time, but it was actually the the equipment from farther in the future be like past where Voyager is the 29th century or something. So this Borg drone is more advanced than the Borg currently are. So they kind of have a fear. They're like, if this Borg drone ever actually meets up with the collective, it's like, it'll be way more advanced than anything in the universe. And then the Borg will actually kill everything. So, um, they have to decide if they're going to abort the baby or not. And as always, I think Janeway makes the wrong decision. Uh, she she doesn't do it, which, I mean, in the end, it kind of works out. So the uh, Seven of Nine tries to teach the Borg guy um, about individualism. And then it, like, because that's what a lot of her story is about. Uh, but I don't know. Chakotay is always like, he's like, let's not fuck with these Borg. Like, just just end it but the the borg drone does come around in the end conveniently and then uh he uh, goes off and uh i think suicide bombs a ship and then dies Ooh. well I'll let you you think he dies okay so pretty good episode Jared. pretty good not, not too bad i just have uh a couple more for you and then i'm i'm actually done uh what do we got here um 503 uh klingon aggression or something two out of four stars so uh belena is depressed and tom paris is an asshole again and i have that as an actual note on here so Belena's like she's depressed um i think she's like fighting against uh what is it this time i don't know she it's always either she's fighting against klingon like um like tradit i don't know she she's like she doesn't want to be klingon but she does want to be klingon and she's always kind of fighting with that and then uh, Tom Paris just acts like a real asshole. So, oh, yeah, she's going to the holodeck. She's taking the safety procedures off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, she's just trying to die, basically. Um, but it, it, there's not much to report, Jared. There's not much to report. I'm not much here. No. And then I, I, I'm just going to do one more for you because I didn't actually finish 505 yet. Uh, 504, uh, this episode is called In the Flesh. 
uh, and I put uh, new shape shifts. New shape shifters just dropped. Uh, three out of four stars. Ooh. So species eight four seven two have created a colony that mimics the Starfleet headquarters on Earth, and Voyager kind of stumbles upon it, and they. Tr- Shapeshift or all this species eight four seven two are now shape shifting into humans. <gasps> so again, I think is, is, just, is this a cost saving measure? I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe so. I think that's the only reason they do it because I don't think they even showed the alien form once in this thing. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, they they do that, and then they kind of they honestly they kind of just resolve things at the end where it's kind of like they're like we don't know if we should trust you, and they're like. Maybe you should. And they're like, okay, good points. Wow. And they, they kind of just leave it like that. That's it. So, I don't know. There was uh, the Muckman episode is really good. <laughs> Which is my takeaway, I think, of every show I watch. If yeah. there's ever a Muckman episode, it's usually pretty good. Right. So, anyways. That's, that, that is science. That is science. So, my, my uh, I don't know how, uh, I don't know if I'll have Voyager episodes to talk about next week if I'm watching Gundam's. Might be a week without Star Trek. Oh my God! What are people gonna do? Ah, they might revolt. Like, they, it's been all, over a year. If we don't have Star Trek, what are they gonna do? Well, they maybe we could start promoting it. It's like at last the podcast is Star Trek free for one week. Uh, and then if our and if our numbers really go up, maybe uh, it'll, it'll be a maybe that's the end of a, Voyager a, a, forever. A premature conclusion. I mean, that's fine. I could do a wrap up once I actually do finish. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I got. Cool. Good. Yep. Congrats. Mhm. Mhm. Muckman Good. people, put Muckman in your movie. RJ's a fan. That's true. It's true. My goodness me. Oh, what's going on in the world today? I see something about hashtag Superman and Lois trending. I mean, all these hashtags are horseshit. There's all that stuff with Batman and Catwoman last week, and I was like, so many news articles. Would Batman do this sexual act? And eating, I was like, Who? eating pussy. Well, I wouldn't use that word, but I, uh, I will. I know you would, but the whole time, Jared, all I could think of is, who fucking cares? Why is this news? Well, I do see uh, a headline here on bleedingcool.com. DC yeah. Comics confirms Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy go down on each other. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Why are we talking about this stuff? They're made up characters. It's not real. End it. Yeah. End it, Jarrett. Uh, I don't know. I maybe I maybe I hang out with you too much or something, but uh whenever I see these things, I'm just like, who gives a shit? Who cares? I don't, I don't get it. The so, fact, uh, yeah. So they're doing yeah. a like Batman animated series with Harley Quinn, the animated series, mm-hmm. the Eat, Bang, Kill tour, and uh, it's got uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy making out, like full embrace, and I'm like, oh, is that good? Apparently, okay. I don't know, man. Like, I don't care one way or another. Throw it in there. Throw them doing it. Throw them not doing it. I don't really give a shit. 
I just I find it strange that it's like news. You know, there there is a uh, other headline here, making the penguin formidable again. And it's like a thing of like looks like penguin is uh, slitting a guy's throat with his uh, umbrella handle. Oh, that that's what it always is though. Oh, it's he's always the he's so thing. he's so bad as the penguin. Oh, he's a gangster. Yeah, he knows how to kill a dude with his with his top hat. And he kills this, like he kills some like total generic man. Oh, the artwork in this is so blah. Oh man, he just totally slid that guy's throat. Like, wow. Hey, it sounds like he's a formidable uh, villain again. Formidable. Like it well, happened. No, I know. I know. The next time I read a Penguin comic, I'll be like, oh man, this guy could totally kill no name dudes anytime. I can't. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Goons, hired goons. Goons, hired goons. Oh, this character I've never heard of. He just killed him. What's what high stakes? What about Joker? Joker's daughter. She's still around. Uh, nope. I don't think they've addressed. I don't think they've mentioned that one in a long time. Uh, though Bane's daughter's doing stuff. What's Bane's daughter's name? I don't know. Bane at Bayonet. I mean, that's not a bad name. Ba- Bayonet. 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 Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Yeah, I remember that's not that. copyrighted, right? I don't think so. That's that's brilliant. They should make a franchise called that. Well, DC, give me a call. You you won't have to worry about uh, news stories about oral sex or anything like that. Uh, I'll just make Bayonetta comics. It's always this like Batman going down on somebody or hanging his dong out, and DC goes, "No, no, no." I mean, I can't. I, no, I, I don't. No. I don't know how they got that dong comic out to begin with. You know what I mean? Like, who who drew that huge dick on Batman? I thought <laughs> thought that. Well, I guess they did get away with it. They did, I, and I got one, buddy. I got. I got I, one too. Batman, damned number one. Check it out, folks. Go see Bruce Wayne's peen. Just dirty dangling left and right. No. <sighs> then then Zack Snyder will. Tweet out pictures of like Batman between Catwoman's legs, and people go oh, yeah. hashtag restore the Snyder Cut. I mean, we're done with the Snyder Cut. We're good. I keep getting like push notifications uh, for other DC stuff now, and I feel like it's a big. It was a big mistake. I, I got one today. Uh, restore the A or cut, and oh, I was that, like, that was that was going around for a little so while. I'm, Who cares? notification i was like i we're done we don't need that we are done we're done finito oh pizza pie there was something criterion related that i could have mentioned but i i absolutely don't remember what it was i think it was like what's not matter was it like the did i mentioned last week how like the very day we were recording the podcast for the producers nathan lane was in the criterion closet <sighs> You, you didn't mention it, but I, I saw that. I think it happened like right after we finished or something. Yeah, it was like day of. And yeah, Nathan Lane was in there. So maybe that'll boost our uh, pr- producer's episode. Or not. Or not. Because we go hard on him. Or, well, or, or indif- I mean, I doubt he would listen to the episode. Yeah, I don't think he would. You know, he's not going to listen to that thing. Well, you know, John Criterion, if you're listening, you know, we'll take that call. We'll we'll fly out to New York. We'll we'll hit mm-hmm. that. We'll hit that closet. We'll get we'll we'll get you some real 
clicks, some real views. I've got some ideas. Some real traction? Yeah. Can I think we should recommend uh, detailed descriptions of Star Trek episodes. I, I now see hashtag Trudeau dictatorship trending. I mean, again, that I think that's trended once every two weeks for the last yeah. six years. Yep. Seems to be working. That's a that's a you know what you know what I really I, I hate most people of it, have, most of it is just people though making fun of failed tweets and saying literally no one's posting about this but then they're, just, they're magnifying it by using it it's, it's not very smart. I mean yeah yeah the, silly silly it's all silly Jared. <sighs> yep. Silly things from silly silly people. Oh wow. Rachel Zegler's been cast in a Snow White movie? What? Are you serious? I, I, I am. So it's very true. Well, I think that's uh, good for the news segment. There, there is literally no one talking about it on Twitter right now. Maybe they just announced it, and they're like acting like, oh, man, this is a scoop. I mean, again, does anyone care? Nah, no, not me. Not even the not even the the news things reporting this shit. Not even they care about this fucking stuff. You know what I mean? Someone, someone will care. Not us. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. You want, you want to talk about a movie or something after after this? You know. No. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, that was a great show. Thanks for thanks for tuning in, folks. Um, it's been weird recording on a Tuesday. Yep. Um, and that's it forever. That's it. Yep. If there were a break after it, um, I don't know. Go go on a, go on a boat ride. Go skiing. Everyone loves that, right? Everyone likes water skiing. Uh, I'm a yeah. We're big water ski people. You and me. Yep. That's mm-hmm. my that's my second passion. Water skiing? Yep. What's, what's your first? Talking about Craze Fruit from 1956. Crazy. I'm crazy for feeling so lonely. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Crazed Fruit from 1956, directed by Ko Nakahira. RJ, yeah, what, what is the American title for this film? Is it not Crazed Fruit? Uh, when it when it was released and uh, shown uh, in the time period in America, Juvenile Jungle. Ah. Uh... 
What do you prefer? I don't know. I per- I, I prefer not either. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What a no tagline like... for this film either. What the hell? Yeah, I don't think either of those names are very good. I think they imply things that don't are problematic them. in mm. nature. And a synopsis from Letterboxd. Two brothers compete for the amorous favors of a young woman during a seaside summer of gambling, boating, and drinking. Uh, there's not a whole lot of gambling. Yeah, no, there isn't. There's <laughs> not even a whole lot of drinking either, for that matter. There's a whole lot of boating. There's some boating. That, that's accurate. And people, like, <laughs> hanging out and doing whatever. Talking about, you know, uh, the older generation... Talking about uh, if they could trade women, perhaps. Like, I mean, there is talk about gambling women, but that's uh, like it. I, I wouldn't consider that actual gambling because they don't really make good on that. Not really. So, but there's boating. No. You better believe there's boating. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the and the pull pay off the whole movie, folks. Spoilers. <sighs> Uh, I mean, yes, big, that big, is true. Big, big boat action. Yeah, the the ending has some nice boat action, but uh, I think I we could have done without so many water skiing scenes. You know, that's just me. Well, well, how do you feel about bulges, though? Uh, I think there's a time and a place for a bulge. Like, you can have a good bulge in a bad place or a bad bulge in a good place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very even-handed of you. I tell it like it is. So, going in this week, I wasn't really familiar with Ko Nakahira, and I guess looking over his filmography, uh, I shouldn't be surprised. Uh-huh. Like, he's kind of a, he kind of faded into obscurity, uh, ultimately. This film seems to have more of a place in terms of uh, the history of the studio and the country, okay. uh, the Japan, rather than, I think, necessarily the director who I guess like went off to China, was making movies under a Chinese pseudonym. I guess okay. even remaking the movie. <laughs> like so he remade Crazed Fruit? Yeah, and then there's the and then there's the Roman porno remake. Which uh, uh sadly uh I wasn't able to attain a copy for this week. Damn. So when you say Roman like Rome? Uh, or like Roman? Yeah, or was it made by Roman Reigns is oh, I wish. Oh, uh. What do you think his porno would be? Roman Reigns's? Yeah. It involved, like, that fist of his. <laughs> I'm sure it would. I don't, I don't want to know how, but I know it would. But you know. For sure. Okay. Anyway, Good to know. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So, uh, Chris, yeah, didn't know jack shit. And, uh, of course, watched the movie, and I was left with a feeling of, why is this in the Criterion Collection? And so Interesting. I did a little bit of did a little digging around, RJ. A little bit uh-huh. of, a little bit of internet research, following links to other pages, some might say. You went down a an internet hole? A little a, a touch. Not very deep, pretty shallow. But um huh. so the, 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 the man who wrote the novel, which this is based on, uh, Shintaro Ishihara, mm-hmm. who's in who in fact his younger brother plays the older brother in the movie. Okay. And his yeah, old... I follow. Okay. So Shintaro Ishihara, though, 
he, um, I'm not sure if you were aware of this, up until 2012, he was actually the governor of Tokyo from like 1999 to 2012. Uh, he was the former leader of the right-leaning Japan Restoration Party. And Ishihara is one of the most prominent conservative right-wing politicians in modern Japanese politics. I thought I thought you were. <laughs> you mean I mean I I, I mean I, I I fooled you all. I yeah I thought that was you for the longest time. It's not is and, what you're telling uh, me. So uh, Shintaro Ishihara, he's he's gotten some heat over the years. Uh, you know he talked about how like uh, the rape of Nanking was a uh, Chinese uh, fake news attempt. You know. Oh, interesting. As a fiction. Okay. It's, okay, it's I... made up. Yeah, so he's one of those types of guys. Yeah, I follow. Yeah, so he's, uh, I don't know. Don't, don't know much about it beyond, like, cliff notes here. I'm not sure how right-wing Japan can get. I know they, I know there's that Mishima. We like that. And that's, like, some real full-on Japanese nationalism stuff. That, that, Is it the good kind of nationalism, but that, that movie, But that movie's wicked. I like that movie a lot. Um, I'm not sure. About, yeah. I'm not sure about what this guy's peddling. But as a younger man, you know, back in like the 50s, he was writing about like the upset young Japanese people who were grappling with society. And, but what were their opinions? These upset young people wasn't their thing that the they weren't happy with the way things were. I get. Well, I mean seemingly i mean they, they seem to have it pretty good they've got yeah. money and boats which apparently uh multiple of the parts of these essays that the criterion little booklet came with talk about how very few people in japan could afford these things as opposed to how many people in other countries can just afford boats and uh, lakeside resorts and stuff like that it's a it's kind of a weird point to me well that's kind of what i thought like the whole time watching this i was like i don't think they're doing all these things. It's like, I don't think anyone can do these things. They're very clearly just super rich people. They just hang around, and do nothing all day. Yeah. So work out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You do a little working out. You do a little gambling, a little yeah. drinking, you go to the, the club, you uh, hit a, hit a lady or two, tear some, some dresses. Yeah. You tear a dress. She says, no, you give her a slap. Uh, then you go water skiing for a while. And uh, that's a that's a full day. It's a lot of work right there. What you just described. Well, it's pretty much the whole movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Almost. So this is you ever heard about the the was it the Sun Tribe? Uh, I've heard of a Sun Tribe, but not the this Sun this, Tribe. So this was the the beginning of trouble. It's what's it Taiyo Zoku? Was the name sure. of this like particular? That's like the you know how we have millennials, Generation mm. Xers. Well, in the 1950s, this is like kind of like the Rebel Without a Cause kids, the ones who are like they're they're having problems with how J- the Japanese government seems to be um, paying a little bit too much lip service to America, but at the same time they want to be able to like embrace American stuff like rockers and greasers subcultures like they into rebel without a cause mm-hmm. james dean uh who younger brother um uh ishihara the uh, yuji yujiro yujiro ishihara the the younger brother playing the older brother he, mm-hmm. he he's like one of these guys he's 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 a cool dude all the, you think he was a cool dude well i think i think for audiences at the time he was a cool mm-hmm. dude 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling this guy's all that cool though. I don't know if I, I don't know if I care about any of the people in this movie. Uh, well, even I think you're supposed to synthesize synthesize. I think you're supposed to synthesize <laughs> what, what, with the younger like, brother, like photosynthesize. No, no, no. We people don't have chlorophyll, dude. Like, like Woodrow. Woodrow Wilson. What, like, like Swamp Thing. Oh, Woodrow. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I think you're supposed to uh, sympathize with the younger brother, but I, I never really did, to be honest. I was like, it's like he's not that likable. He's just a quiet little wiener who just sits in the corner. You know what I mean? Uh, so just so you're clear, RJ, uh, Jason Woodrow, the Floronic Man, also known as the Plant Master, Floro, uh, and the Theater. I see. I said, well, I was thrown off by the Woodrow thing. I was like, the hell are you talking about? I think because he, he stopped calling himself Jason, I think, in the, yeah. those, those uh, Alan Moore comics. But, I mean, he he did, he was in the Swamp Thing TV show, so we got that going for us. That's cool. Yep. He eats a... Uh, like crazed fruit. That That's a plant. Like, it is a plant. So it's connected to the green in yeah. some form. Yeah, it's a, it's a seed from a plant. Yeah. It's it's all yeah. about it's is this it's this is a movie about photosynthesis is what what I've been trying to get at. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All, very, all along, it was all there all along. Very accurate. Yeah. So tell me more about photosynthesis. Well, so this movie, uh, I don't know. I don't really have like the best of notes on this movie because okay. it's kind of just a series of events. So yeah. Hold my hand here a little bit. Uh, okay. The two young brothers, they're taking the train out to the the seaside to cov- to you know oogle some ladies, maybe get a little mm-hmm. action. Well, actually, that's exactly what they want. They're on the they're on the prowl. They're prowling. Yeah, they're at the train station. And they're getting off there, and there's some ladies. And the one brother's like, "Yeah, I liked her body." Yeah, he he really emphasizes that though. He says, mm-hmm. "Still though, she did have a body." Mm-hmm. And you go, yes. And the guy's like, oh, man, you never talk like this. You're very horny. You must be incredibly horny because I've never heard you talk about a female in this kind of sense. That's, that's sense. right. That's right, Quirk. I think he drops a female at one point in this uh, thing. Yeah, there, there's some – who knows what these translations. Females. you know. I, I speak uh, Japanese, I can tell you. Yeah, fair. I got it. Uh, then we get some hardcore boating. And then I was thinking about, like, hmm, how does RJ feel about this movie at this point? Is he talk- is, is this, like, I don't know, is, is this what he hopes for in his white boy summer? Uh, no, it, it's not. It's not uh, as white boy summer as it needed to be. I mean, it did have the water skiing. Uh, there weren't a lot of sunglasses, though, which isn't isn't quite good. It doesn't fit the aesthetic either. Like, they weren't wearing quite the right clothes. But It was a I different mean, era. I- yeah, I think Chet Hanks would have been there if, uh, like, if he was around at the time. I think he would have been there, and he would have spiced things up a little bit. Um, he would definitely have been there for the proposed poker game. Uh, gambling chips. Okay. I think so, because I feel like that fits into a, a certain branch of uh, things that he has sometimes been associated with. Not selling women, 
or gambling women, but mm. you know, things. Yeah, like things. Do you think? Do you think this makes Tom proud? Chet Hanks. Yeah. Uh I don't know if I. I feel like Tom. I feel like Tom doesn't care, and I think that's for the best. Yeah, he doesn't ask he questions. Does, yeah, he doesn't ask questions. He just lets let's sleep in dogs lie. You know what I does, mean? Does, does he turn to his wife and say, "Hey, he's, he's your kid"? Uh yeah. Don't don't you love that when someone like if say it was your sister and you had another sibling and they're like, "Hey, it's your sister," and mm. it's just like, "What are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? Uh yeah. So they go boating for a while. Yep. Uh and then they go back to the house. They yep. talk a. Li- they play some cards. Yep. Uh, they describe um why the older generation just doesn't get it. Mm, wow. Uh, and then they have what a little a, What terror. an insight. What an insight. Yeah. And it's very, it's, it's played very strangely too, because like at that moment they cut to like, those like a lower side angle things, I think to emphasize the point of the conversation or something. And I was just like, I don't know if this is having the effect that you think it is, but, um, <laughs> which, which bud are you ta- referring to? Uh, what's his name? Um, Ko? Ko Nakahira. I was like, I don't know if this is doing what you think, Ko. Uh, so then they have some dinner and then they they talk about the proposed uh, women gambling and then a young brother he's uh, he's he's still long about this uh, this little sweetheart that he saw at uh, the train station mm-hmm. and then they all go whoa look at you looking being all horned up you're mm-hmm. never talking about horning down with the boys um, mm-hmm. so they're like yeah we'll uh, well we'll we'll get set something up in a little bit they have a little snooze and then Jared don't you know they go water skiing again. Whoa! What happens then? They they, 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 they see her. Well, they, they all go water skiing. You get a montage of them uh, all standing <laughs> up on their skis. Uh, they ski around for a little bit. Um, they think they lose one of the girls, and then uh, they see someone swimming. And then, don't you know, it's that young little filly from the train station. But she's all alone. Yeah, she's alone out in the water. She's got a swim cap on, and a young guy and older brother go. She looks vulnerable. Nice. We better get her. Yeah, it's really good. Get her. Get her. So th- help, there's a brief help, help introduction. Yeah, help her out back to shore. Uh, there's a brief introduction, and they're like, "Well, uh, maybe we'll run into each other again." And then, don't you know, Jarrett? They do. It's a small place. Yeah, because they were talking about the lack of action. Actually, yes. It's like, hey, man, we came out here for some for a good time, and there's like, where are the ladies at? Where's the talent? Where's all the uh, talent at? Well, then they go to like a ball of some kind. And I think just before, like, I think, or does he starts hanging out with her a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Do they go to a restaurant or something? Yeah. He sees her and then younger brother and the girl start hanging out a little bit. Uh, and then, and then they go to the ball and then that's where the older brother confronts the girl. Right. <sighs> Is that the right timeline here? I think. Sure. I'm gonna yeah. Go, I'm going to go with it. Yeah, younger brother and girl hang out a little bit. They get a little bit close. Uh, then they go to some kind of, like, dance or something. I don't know. Everyone's <laughs> dressed up real fancy. Yeah. Uh, and then older brother uh, confronts girl and was like, so do you like him? And she's like, yeah, I do like him. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, like, I like him a lot. Oh, yeah, They so they go to a younger brother, steals a car, and takes her away, and then they do it. That w- that happened before. Okay. And then this happens right after. Well, and, yeah, they do it. They do it, yeah. But, but that's not who she was meant to be with. No, because uh, older brother says, listen, just give me a try. And if you do, then you'll know that he's for you. And if not, maybe then it was better off. 
And she says, no, I don't really want to do that. And so he gives her a little shake. Mm-hmm. And he's like, listen, honey, this is going to happen. She gives him a slap. He works through the no. She gives And she gives a little, ooh. A little bite. I like that I slapped you and you're like still going to do what you want to do. And yep. I, I like that. Uh, presenting pretty problematic uh, problematic behavior into uh, the youths of uh, the time. Well, I do uh, I do believe that uh, some audience members said that is, that is us on the screen rendered 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 real, and like, and it's even though it's like young men? Cor- uh, like all young people they're like this is our experience and it's like no it's not <laughs> it's, you're none of you are doing any of this this is like what you probably like are feeling. But, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Apparently, this movie was very controversial at its time. RJ, there was sure. there, there was a lot of uh, pushback from the censors saying because of the no, amorous favors. Yes, the tearing, too much, too much uh. sensu- sensuality. Apparently, the the, the rampant misogyny is fine. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, no, no, no. You can't but, depict young people doing these things. Well, that was fine until a couple of years ago. Yeah. So we were good for a long time on that one. Um, <laughs> you want to hear? I just want to throw out here. So this is yeah. from the Chuck Stevens essay from 2005. Oh, Chuck, huh? Great, Chucker. Yep. Let's see here. What it is, of course, is crazed fruit. Director Ko Nakahiro's 1956 Nikatsu Studio youth flick, the apocal Taiozoku uh, classic that helped transform post-war Japanese cinema. An emotionally and aesthetically roughed up program picture so stained with hormonal sea spray and ideological lip sweat that it outraged Japanese housewives uh. and educators ideological lip sweat yep how do you like that? why is it ideological challenge the intimate relationship between iron uh or irin e-i-r-i-n the japanese film censorship board and the stu- film studios it was mandated to monitor and seismically shock started the tsunami of the japanese new wave no no i don't um you don't like lip lip sweat i don't i'm not a big fan of uh ideological lip sweat if that's what you mean um so nakahira he'd made one single movie for the studio before this uh which apparently was called beef shop frankie <laughs> that sounds a hell of a lot better than crazed fruit yeah. i'd watch something called beef shop all day long beef as shop long as Fra- it wasn't beef beef shop frankie beef shop frankie as long as it wasn't like a real beef shop because that would be a bummer mm-hmm. but yeah, I'd watch that all day long, baby. Uh, well, that is a weird thing from, uh, what did you say, Rich Stevens? Chuck. Chuck Stevens, yeah. So that's weird. Um, I can, I mean, I can see why. I mean, all half of the movies we watched were controversial at the time in some form or another, or they weren't, and they are now. Uh, but I don't know. Call me crazy, but uh, when I met... In the 12 years I've been with my wife, Jarrett, I've never, we've never slapped each other and then been like, oh, hot to trot. Hot to try. It says, we don't, not, we're not working through the no, is what I'm trying to say. Right. But, yeah. So, but you're, but you are booking your tickets to Pound Town. I don't know what you mean. We're Catholic, so we don't, we're celibate. Though a 1956 issue of Time quoted one, 
21-year-old farm boy as opining that Ishihara writes truly what we, the younger generation, are looking for. The magazine was quick to editorialize against mm. such idol worship, observing that, quote, for Ishihara himself, the truth was not so simple. A conscientious professional who lives quietly with a pretty kimono-clad young wife in the ancient tradition of his ancestors, the idol of the Sun Tribers, tempers his cynicism with hard work. As an author, I've got to sleep with my generation like a prostitute, but I've also got to climb out of bed occasionally and try to get one step ahead of it. End quote. I don't. I don't totally understand, Jared. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, anyways, uh, so the older brother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he he gets through with the girl, and then uh, he's doing that for a while, and then uh, he starts to take out his frustration with the younger brother. The younger brother doesn't know what's happening, but the older brother is just like, that your, That chick sucks. You should dump her. She's stupid. I don't like her. You should dump that chick. Uh, he's trying to badmouth her. Yep. Younger brother doesn't really understand why. Some more shit happens for a while. Well, uh, uh, there's like, because you find out like she's also got like a, a sugar daddy. Yes. So she she's kind of... She's got a, a more than a more than a couple irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. I think she's she's a, a woman of a, of the modern time. Well, you know, it's it's all about different strokes, right? Got to make a got to make a living. It's a living, like that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a living. Uh, yeah, so she she has that, and then the brothers are a little upset. Uh, she she winds up on an island with the older brother. Yeah. Or they went out they went out sailing. Yeah. And then uh, the younger brother comes and they go, "Aw, he's been looking for us all night, and he's on his little speedboat." <laughs> and then that's where in the last five minutes of this movie, I was actually like, "This is okay. I don't mind this." If it, I, I was like, "If it's gonna end the way I think it's going to, I'm on. I'm okay with that." Uh, and then it does, and I went. Yeah, I was like, "That's what I was looking for," mm-hmm. and then off into the sunset, right? Jared? Off into the sunset. Yeah, never to be seen again. Yep. So I don't know if I missed anything, but I don't uh, know. That sounds yeah. There's, there's a whole lot of what have you getting to the destination, which might yeah. is gonna maybe upset the the big crazed fruit fans out there. I mean, I hope there isn't too many. So, I like. You're saying earlier too, and like some of the stuff you talked about was uh, the movie's like influence and backstory is more why it's in the Criterion. But like when I was watching this, I thought the same. I think about 20 minutes in, uh, I was just like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't, I don't want to see any more jet or like uh, like boats, water skiing." I was like, I'm, I, I'm, I've hit my cap. I, I, I know what water skiing is. I don't need to see any more. Um, and then it happens again and again. And then even when it's not water skiing, it's just like people like lying on rocks. And I don't, I don't think it's that young love thing that everyone's always like, well, it's young love, you know, it's like awkward and playful. And like, that's the same kind of shit that, uh, a lot of the, the recent young, mo- young love movies that I always shit on. I, w- I won't mention them now, but, uh, it's the same thing there. It's like, yeah, this is young love. It's like, I don't think it is. It's like maybe for, for you, 
but like and like maybe i'm doing being dismissive the same way but it's like it's like i don't know i i don't get it i don't get it and even if it is young love jared maybe we need to change that maybe we need to uh step this up a little bit you know what i mean so i i pretty much didn't like this movie at all to be honest me neither (laughs) yeah I think it's boring. I I don't think there's I don't think there's much of value to it at all to be very honest like yeah. e- like even whatever it's alleged like it, oh, I, my I, influence at the time was I was just like I just don't think it's very good just flat out so Yeah, I uh um, I don't know. I I didn't get really a whole heck of a lot out of it. Yeah. Um <sighs> Yeah, no, I thought, yeah, I've been kind of dreading watching these, like, 50s, 60s Japanese movies that aren't, like, Ozu. Well, yeah, we've had some good ones. Like, the Ozus are all always good. Yeah, uh, I mean, even, like, there's some, like, I was reading about this, uh, the author, uh, Ishihara mm-hmm. guy, and I think he said, you know, if I had spent enough time being a filmmaker, if I got more into doing filmmaking, I would have been better than that Kurosawa guy. <laughs> I think pretty well is what he said, too, and I went... What what did what did that happened? Shintaro? Well, it's kind of like the Nicholas Winding Refn thing. No one can ever verify or check that. So if, he can say whatever he wants. He can say Dune is the greatest movie that ever would have existed, and it never happened. So he can he can say it. It can go unchecked, right? So he's got quite the uh, a stack of movies that he wrote uh, films for, though. So there's actually two that I've seen before uh, for I Am Waiting and Rusty Knife, which are like new noir right but they're uh, Japanese. Though, mm-hmm. I think Rusty Knife was decent. or I Am Waiting was decent. Rusty Knife was okay. And then there's one day we'll be watching Pale Flower. Pale uh, Flower, I've heard is good. Heard. I've heard. I've never seen. I've heard. Yeah. One, one day we will see it. You will see, or well, yeah, that's what I mean. I've heard it's good, but I don't know. But yeah, no, like it's, it's kind of strange. Like coming off of watching last week, Brown, the Browning version, which I had like you know lowered expectations for. Walk, came into it, mm-hmm. watched the whole thing, went that was really good, yeah, um, cool. And then Crazy Fruit, I'm like, I don't really know anything about this movie. No one really seems to talk about it. It's got it's got a few things going for it in terms of like it's got that stamp of approval from Criterion. It's yeah. it's Japanese cinema. Uh, it sounds like the the movies that people like to watch, which is like youth culture and um, love triangles and well maybe it's something in the like the the making of its the, the filmmaking itself will reveal and it'll actually be like oh that's okay that's pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't even hit that for me. It didn't even like make me go, oh, this is a this is a story really well told, or oh, it's mm-hmm. it, or it goes ridiculous into some like where it's something like what is going on? Is is he masturbating to a, a piano? It 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 looks like it in one scene, a little bit. <laughs> a little it bit. honestly, it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm glad that you thought so. I I didn't think that you would like this, but uh, um. I'm glad that we're in agreement because I was watching and I was like, I don't, th- I don't think this is just me. I was like, I think this movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> like just objectively, I think this thing sucks. And I'm sure uh, I would say there's always, there's un- always I would a say, champion I, I, would, I would somewhere. say it's underwhelming. Yeah. 
yeah, I was just, I was flat out. Yeah, it's, I don't like actively dislike it like I do a lot of my bottom ranked criterions. I was just bored the whole time and uh, I watched the whole movie. I wasn't staring at the ceiling. <laughs> I was bored throughout and I was just like, I don't care about this at all. And it sucks and I'm bored and I wish I wasn't watching it. <laughs> and I wish I wish it wasn't burning a, a a Tuesday on this bad boy, but at least it wasn't a Wednesday. Hey, you know what I mean? yeah, I don't know. This is yeah. this sorry to disappoint people, but uh, yeah, there's not really much to say about this. Like, no, it, it's it felt very by the numbers. Um, yeah, like I don't find the our uh, our female protagonist uh, that mm-hmm. captivating. I don't find these brothers interesting. I don't find their there's no plight. They're just they're not inter- they're not good characters. No. They're, no, they're not. Yeah. And they're not likable in any way. None of the characters it's, are it's, like it's it's not not nihilistic in an interesting way. It's just nope. this has got that uh maybe a little bit of that Antioni vibe to it, RJ. Antonio. Where it's like isn't that just enough though? It's mo- it's a movie. <laughs> isn't that enough? It's black and white and people are on water. It's just like uh Love Ventura, you know people love it, love it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's before but we that. We spice it up with the water skiing. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Ko Nakahari, and I'm gonna give you a little water ski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not not great. Uh, I no, I I kind of felt that too, where I was like, Love Ventura is has some better visuals to it. Yeah, but it's that's... equally boring. Yeah, yeah. This just has, but Love Ventura doesn't have water skiing. So it's a pretty tough call on which one's better, Jared. Visuals or water and Don't forget about those bulges. Yeah, there's some bulges in here. How, <laughs> how do those rank on your bulge scale? I don't know how many bulges we've experienced in the collection proper. Uh, we should have been keeping track. Yeah. Well, it's like how like, we should have had a cat tracker, the the Wang yes. Watch. And, Wang Watch. And... Uh, I don't know what you call Bulge Patrol. Bulge Bulge Boy? Or Bulge Badge? Bulge B- Brigade. Bulge Brigade. Bulge Brigade. Brigade. Yeah. English hard. Word <laughs> tough. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, this movie is very boring. And uh Maybe the maybe not, maybe the like... maybe the Roman uh, porno is better. I guarantee the porno was probably better. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that there'll be some real, um, there'll be some uh, real banging in that. Well, maybe. Bob well, be simulated banging. I'm sure. It would maybe be simulated. Maybe. But yeah. Um. Boring. Boring. <laughs> boring. Do not watch. No zero buys. <laughs> yeah, not for us, right, Jer? So, so the 1981 version. A working-class young man, Tetsuo, who distrusts all rich people, falls in love with a girl, Chika, from an affluent family. He has a difficult time, but love survives despite the problems. Uh, this is based so wait, on the same novel. <laughs> I was going to say, is that actually related? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, huh. I, I, I don't know how that could be, but... Okay weird indeed very weird huh well i i i hope someone uh i wish someone walked that can watch it and then fill us in tell us if it's good or not 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, This is going to be the shortest episode we've done in a long time. That's That's okay. okay. That's okay. I can can feel my my second vaccine uh, uh, symptoms come and go. Well, well, let's wrap this up then. I'll let you go to bed, big guy. Wow. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll talk about who hates, and then maybe we'll sure. take a look at who loves. Sure. For fun. All right. So, who hates crazed fruit? One star for feels for reals. Ooh. I can see that I'm in the minority here, but I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> I, I know I'm supposed to say, oh, wow, look at the disaffected youth. They are rebelling against traditional Japanese culture. They are having sex and fighting. They are wearing Western-style clothing and listening to rock and roll music. How daring and subversive. But what I saw with my own eyes was a group of dudes who sit around complaining about how boring everything is and who treat mm-hmm. women like utter shit. Their rebellious nature is not predicated on a shared group of ideals that goes against that of previous generations, no. They are not challenging anything. They are just hedonists and assholes. Ooh, subversive. Also, this movie sends the message that sexual coercion and rape can be used to win over the object of your affection. Mm-hmm. Yup, yup. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, throw, I mean, it doesn't feel like that. But then when you hear about the guy who wrote the novel this is based on and his brother's in it, and you're like, yeah. maybe these guys are just uh, kind, of gro- good dudes. kind of gross dudes. And uh, maybe, yep. that, maybe that's coming through in this work being like, I don't know. Who's this for? Who, really? I agree. Who, who's this movie for? I agree. But. This person also one starred uh, Gertrude. You remember Gertrude? Yeah, I remember that Gertrude. Yeah. <laughs> they also one starred Lilo and Stitch, which I find a little bit strange. Interesting. I, I People really, don't like that Lilo and Stitch. I like. I liked it. Reason. I liked it a lot when I was like, when I was younger. I wasn't. Yeah, a kid, so do but, I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's really bad now. Maybe it's aged poorly. I don't know. This person's other favorite films are Sawdust and Tinsel, Picnic at Hanging Rock, Woman in the Dunes, and Yojimbo. Uh, a lot of Criterion stuff, but uh, okay. yeah, uh, shitting on Lilo and Stitch. Woman in the Dunes is Strange. really good. I've heard. I've heard. I have not seen, but I've heard. Tau A, one and a half stars, has a nice summery vibe, but extremely boring, and I fell asleep. I prefer Tau B, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Tau Lee. Tau Lee. Oh, yeah, I guess. Um,. They also five-starred Woman in the Dunes. And, I mean, they five-starred Predator, so that's pretty cool. Huh. T2 Judgment Day. Perfect Blue, the anime. Uh, favorite films, Fallen Angels, uh, Chung King Express, Fireworks from 97, and Throwdown 2004. God so damn. I, I mean, this person They like that. They like be... that Asian cinema. Yeah, they half-starred Breathless. That's fine. Which is... <laughs> I don't yeah, care about that. Fine. I mean, yeah, I just find it funny. Yeah, they also half a star Chud. And yeah, oh, Chud's not very wow. Is it, is Chud's it... not a half a star, but it's yeah. depends on what you type it's, of movie. Well, if you're watching only Criterion's, and then you say, "I'm going to watch this Chud," and be I'm like, gonna Chud on. "I'm going to turn my nose up toward this this sewer people." Mm-hmm. Who's who, who's mean, who's really to be to be blamed here, though? Well, who are the real monsters? Oh, they half a star Roma as well. <laughs> Cowway, throwing down some heavy stuff. Heavy, but I'm on board. One more hater. Tom, one and a half stars. This movie is out there, man. Starting strong and quickly becoming really weird. 
Glossing over rape scenes and vilifying women thematically builds the most baffling double murder conclusion. Don't watch it. Um, they said something that I was gonna I was gonna poke at because I was like, what? Uh, but here's a weird um bio. I'm more mature than you because I don't rely on Jeremy Johns or Chris Stuckman for my opinion anymore. I don't know who either of those two people are. <laughs> So I feel like that's supposed to be funny, but I don't get it. Yeah. So I just looked at the back of, or basically the text that goes on the uh, criterion of this movie. Yeah. Um, Adapted from the controversial novel by Shintaro Ishihara and critically savaged for its lurid portrayal of the post-war sexual revolution among Japan's young and privileged. Crazed fruit is an anarchic outcry against tradition and the older generation. But is it? <laughs> I think that's the that's the key to focus on there. Is it? Is it? But is it? Well, these, uh, these five. So, well, okay, you go, continue. No, I I wasn't gonna say anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think. Well, what does Tom have to show for his work? Uh oh shit! I already. Uh, he had. Um, I mean, nothing crazy. Once upon a time in the or once upon a time in the West as a favorite film. Uh, Harry Carey. Uh, not a lot of um, ratings, actually. So five stars to things like Captain Fantastic, Moonlight, Lawrence of Arabia. That's about it. And then some half stars. Uh, Spiral, the Chris Rock uh, Saw movie, which apparently people do not like. Uh, what else in here? Star Wars, Rise of the Skywalker. That's about it. They don't have a whole. They don't rate a lot, actually. So that's it. That's it. That's that. That's it for Tom. Uh, this person's five-star review is way too long. Is that Philbert? Yeah, I could read it. This could be the one I read because yeah. this person's got so much to say. Let's see how we feel about sure. this. Philbert Die. It's kind of funny to think about the moral outrage this caused in 1956, knowing what Nikatsu would be up to years later. It's funny to think that they had agreed to produce no more uh, Sun Tribe films, only to produce much more lured material later on in the Roman pornos. I'm obsessed with this movie and its place in history, and how important it is to the development of Japanese cinema. The log line is unremarkable. Two brothers fighting over a girl. But embedded in this sibling rivalry are questions about Japan's future, depicting a generation of young people who are bored and chaotic and surrounded by foreign influences. They got their fast cars and loud clubs and an attitude to sex that was previously unthinkable. People thought this film was dangerous because there have always been people who think that anything the young people like is dangerous. It uh, it did turn out to be kind of dangerous, but not in the way that people were probably thinking. The ensuing new wave was hardly the corrupting influence that people thought it would be. No, the danger came from the Shintaro Ishihara, who was the author of the story from which this movie is derived. Ishihara leveraged his popularity into a career in politics, and he became a right-wing nationalist who would end up accusing the Chinese of making up the rape of Nanking, among other things. It would be Mm. revealed later on that Ishihara gave financial support to, ah, to Om Shinriko, who might know as the cult behind the Tokyo sarin gas attacks. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. Despite this, he still enjoyed a pretty lengthy run as governor of Tokyo, 
And it's all very strange to think that he made his name on a book about rebellious youth, about a generation trying to find some meaning in the emptiness of their Japanese existence. It could be said that Ishihara, in writing Season of the Sun, is directly responsible for the Japanese new wave. All these left-leaning movies that really set out to challenge traditional Japanese values, advocating for a fairer, more open society that embraced different ways of life. See, I don't think it. I don't think it really did. And no. it's. It, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think so. I don't, I'm not feeling that. I, I, no. that's, that seems to be uh, inserted. But my, I, don't, I don't know. I think that's something uh, they say after the fact, and it's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't fully get that, or I'm not on board with that one. Yeah, and it's really fascinating to me that he turned out to be a bigot and a racist, and generally the opposite of whatever these, whatever those films stood for. He's the type mm. who will tell you now that the youth are being corrupted by something or other, being led astray by some sort of gay agenda or whatever, and he'll tell you that movies are dangerous because that's just one of the ways that people hold on to power. Uh, I mean, I don't think so either. Like, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I think a lot of this stuff is, uh, this person's opinions and not, not what's actually in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not really on board with you, Filbert. Uh, Filbert is a professional film critic. Ooh. Amateur semi-otician. What is a semi-otician? So, so semi-semiotician, so like semiotics. Yeah, what does that mean? Study. It's a semiotic. Semiotics. Yeah. Uh, isn't it studying language? Oh, I don't know. Fuck me. It's, it's like uh, Noam Chomsky. He's a he's a ah. semiotician. Semiotician. Okay. Well, I know I know Chomsky. Oh, sorry. Well, it's not language. It's like yeah, sign processes. Oh, okay. Yeah. As you say, I know Chomsky. Uh, I don't know where Sig- this guy's you know, a professional. You know, you know, you know, you know about with. signified and signifiers, RJ. I know about sigma, sigmoids, and uh, epsilons. What about muckmen? I know about muckmen. Yeah, I'm yeah. one of the few people who actually yeah, do. You like those linguists? You like those linguists? Um, I mean, linguists. Are, I I do like Noam Chomsky. Well, see, semiotics though can also study non-linguistic systems. How do you like them apples? That's that's way. Those are way bigger words than I I can understand. But how do you feel about biosemiotics? I'm I, I'm doing it right now. Semiotician. I'm doing it right now. Uh, this Filbert guy, I think it's exactly what you expect. Uh, would expect a lot of like Asian cinema, which apparently is what they're into. So he's like, a, well, that's what he, they said. he is a chronicler of Filipino cinema. Yes. So I mean that that checks out. But uh, a lot of five stars to like new stuff, which I always find like a telling thing. So. Five stars to Promising Young Woman, five stars to Nomadland, like, uh, what the fuck? Else? I I saw a couple other ones. Like, he's got good movies in here, like five stars to Kiru, High and Low. But uh, when I see movies that came out like two months ago, The Irishman, five stars, First Reformed, five stars, Little Women, five stars. I haven't seen Little Women, but the Superior remake, five stars. Get out of here. Get out of here, Filbert. Yeah, this this is anything but a five star film. Even by like the measure of yes. this, it's like this review is a history lesson. This had nothing to do with the quality of the movie. And when I read bo- two different essays from the, mm-hmm. on the Criterion that are about this film, it's all like academic and like you know talking about it in terms of uh, historical placing. And well, this is what it meant for the moment. But like no one says, oh, this was actually I I like this. <laughs> Mm. other than it checks so many of my boxes it's so important and it's like yeah it's not a good time to watch 
Like it's uh-huh. yeah. and you go, is it go, any of these hey, things? Go watch watch some Gundam movies. That's everything you're going to need to know. In I life. mean, so far, I I feel like Gundam is telling me a lot more about uh, about life, about war, about uh, you know the crushing weight of having a role kind of thrust upon you that you don't necessarily want. It's crushing, Jared. No, it's crushing. So, um, yeah, yeah. Gundam is where it's at. I, I suppose mm-hmm. not crazed fruit, not crazed fruit, not crazed fruit. Yeah. Get out of so, here. Get out of here. You crazy fruit. You're, bastards. you're rotten apple. How long you been sitting on that one? It just, it came to me. Okay. I was very inspired. Okay. This movie That's inspired fine. me. That's fine. It's a little mealy. It's gone wow. off. But if, 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 if it were a banana, you could make some good banana bread out of it still. Uh, are you usually a banana bread or a banana muffin? What's your go-to? Oh, uh, uh, a loaf, a bread. A loaf? As opposed okay. to a, a muffin. I'm I'm usually a, a muffin boy. You're a stud muffin over there. Some would say. Some might say. A guy called me a hunk the other day. <laughs> a hunk of shit. <laughs> That's better. That let's go with that. That's better than what he actually said. <laughs> well, uh, any final words on crazed fruit? Uh, is, this, more... is this like a fruit cake? <laughs> Christmas is like get get the fuck out of here. Get out of your fruit cake. No. I, I have a family member who loves fruit cake. Actually, no. he's the only one. Uh, but uh, yeah, and it's not really crazed fruit. It's more like a. A funnier joke. Yeah, it's a, do you get it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a, it's pay- a funnier joke. Yeah, like a boring vegetable, like a crazy boring, funny. like a boring fruit. A boring fruit, like yeah. uh, what 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 would your what would be the most boring fruit you could have? Like an apple. Like I like apples, but I'm saying pear. apples are pretty boring. I think pear. I think pears are way more in it because like I don't know. Yeah, pears. Ugh. Apples are so many different kinds of apples. It's true. It's true. Tree potatoes. Tree potatoes. That's what I think of them as. They're very potatoey. This is a. Uh, this is get, what we're talking about now is better than that whole movie. Mm-hmm. Hybrids. How about them yeah. hybrids? Uh yeah. Andrew's grandpa had a tree that he like spliced like a plum on there with apple or something, and the, the apples had like a pink kind of tint to it. It was. I don't know how it works, but it was they that, were good. Is that Franken food? <laughs> well, I, like you can graft like br- like branches to other trees, and like it wasn't like a complete cross pollination. I don't know what those apples were. They weren't normal apples. They were pink and purpley, and uh, they were sweet. If I grafted a piece of you onto me, would I become a hunk? A hunk of shit. <laughs> well, I mean, does, does that answer the question? Would I become a hunk of shit? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Merits uh, further investigation. It's not a ship of Theseus thing. If you get a little bit, you're taking it all in. Mm-hmm. Doesn't change. Well, what would uh, semiotics have to say about this conversation? Well, since I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. I'm going to say that they would be pro. They're before. They would be for this conversation. After the break. I just I just take this podcast onto that speedboat and I just <laughs> crash it into the wall. 
Take me out first, okay? Just stand, just stand where you are. Yep. I won't even try to get out of the way. Good. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Field. Nothing is real, and nothing to get hung about. Strawberry Fields forever. Living is easy with eyes Standing all you see It's getting hard to be someone But it all works out It doesn't matter much to me Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry RJ, if you could be any kind of fruit What would it be? Have you ever heard of a pluot? Like a plum and a nectarine. Yeah, that's what you want to be. Yeah, I would. I 100% want to be one of those. Cause I like a plum, and I like a nectarine, and I was always like, I want. I wish these two things could go together, and then they did. It's like a dream. It's like a dream come true. So I, yeah, I'd be a pluot. What about you? A wild strawberry? Wild strawberries. Wild strawberries. Actually, you know what else is good? Hybrid is uh, apple pears. Yep. Those are pretty good. Yeah, people are all about those. They, and they wrap them in their own little thing. And they charge a well, premium price. Yeah, they do. Well, they're delicate. They bruise. Yeah. They bruise. That's good shit. You can tell us about fruit. Fruit. If you email us at criterioncreeps at gmail.com. We are on Facebook. We're on sure. Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barney. Mm-hmm. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube. Fruit Tube. Fruit Tube. Wow. You ever heard of that? I haven't. That sounds great. Is that, is that, is that like a fruit roll-up? No. Okay. Fruit by the foot. Oh, yeah, I remember those. those, yeah. those are they, just, they, they were different. They were disgusting. Oh. Yeah, but did you ever take the whole thing off and then put it all in your mouth at once? Yeah, That's what I. Hundred percent. Sometimes you got to mix it up. Sometimes you got to eat it like, like slurp it up like your it's your tongue, mm-hmm. and then sometimes you got to eat it all. Oh, the, the type of fruit I actually want to be. I don't want to change my answer. Is like a, a Welch's like candy fruit. Oh, I mean, yeah, you can be a fruit snack. Exactly. Yeah, fruit snacks are fine. I, I would have thought if you had picked a fruit snack, I would have thought you would have went with Gushers mm-hmm. over just Welch's. But uh, yeah, that's your choice, man. Cool, cool. You can do whatever you want. Um, we got a Patreon page, you know, because you can pay us for this high quality content that you've been receiving. We're on SoundCloud, Stitcher, mm-hmm. iTunes, Google Play, RootTube, Tumblr. Next week, Spine 296. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty fucking close to three hundred. Could be would be a good time to end it. Lucio Visconti's La Notte Bianche from nineteen fifty seven. RJ. Lucio Visconti. What is the movie? I don't know. <laughs> something. Oh. Something or other. We'll find La, out in La, next La, week. La Notte. We're gonna find out.
Lucci. Yeah, it's because it, it was made one year after this movie. Because we cannot leave the fifties. Biscuits. Yeah, uh, the the title in English, RJ, is White Knights. It sounds problematic to me. It takes its plot from some Dostoevsky. Even worse, we're gonna get canceled. Damn. Ooh. Can't be doing that shit. Uh, there's a James Gray movie called Two Lovers that is based on the same story, starring the Joker. It looks like. <laughs> Which Joker? Joaquin. Oh, like the Society Joker? Yeah. Wow, they're all they're all. Society yeah, they all. Joker. I mean, the Joker is society. I suppose he's a reflection of ourselves, man. <sighs> Word to your mother. Sure. Well, fuck it. Good night. <laughs> yeah, good night. Excuse me.